0: Today's podcast is powered by Metro Mugs. I'm
1: just a ordinary than average guy. My friends are boring. And so am I. We're just more than average guys. Today is April 7th. Decky Exotic, how are we? We're doing great, Andy. Ads uh, just having an absolute blast here in quarantine. Today's podcast, we had uh, Jonah Stillman on, which I think is one of the more unique perspectives
0: that uh, we were able to deliver to you guys. So we're stoked about it. Yeah, Jonah's a great friend of ours. He came on our show in the summer of last year, and then we've become really good friends with him since. Decky was fortunate enough to go to Thailand with him in uh, in January. And then we had to have a conversation with him after he recovered from coronavirus. Yeah, so he was
1: one of the first 20 people in Minnesota to contract it and one of the first 1,000 in the United States to contract the coronavirus. Uh, You'll hear him read the letter that he got from the CDC saying that he can go back to normal activities. So everyone that's like, holy shit, you guys had a guy with coronavirus in your house on your podcast studio? Yes, but he couldn't give it to us because he he already beat it. So give it up for Jonah. This one's going to be a last sweet dude yeah so we're live on tiktok so i think we can start now let's do yeah. it yeah we're great Jonas stillman welcome to the back pocket brother happy
2: to be back oh, did you listen back to your first episode a while a, a few weeks ago i listened to parts of it i kind of skipped around and it was just it was, it was fun to listen to just because the dynamic was so different because i didn't know either one of you really
1: right that was the first time we ever met you yeah
2: god now look at us we've come so far look at me now yeah look at us <laughs>
1: God, so I think, uh, wait, did you bring your CDC paper? Oh my, I have a screenshot of it on my phone. Can you, before we start, because- You need to to read me, you want me to read the disclaimer? I need you to read the disclaimer for our listeners, because I don't want any flack for People are going to be jumping on me? Yeah, for, no, not, not you, right? Well, they might jump on you, but- I think it's just beneficial for everybody to know that there is no coronavirus in the studio right now.
0: I, I think my mom needs to know. More importantly, yeah, fair enough. All I'll, the moms. Let me find it while we're talking. I got. I got to pull it up here.
1: Okay, this is just, this is just a big deal, and, and I know I'm almost there. Here we
0: go. Yeah, for the new listeners, I mean, they don't know. Maybe Jonah had coronavirus. Right. I mean, we we should start there. Right. Jonah, Jonah had. 21st case in Minnesota.
2: It's Wild. Pretty, it's wild. And I was while I find this, the craziest part is. Ten days before I had it, I, my friend was driving me to the airport where I was going to London, which were where I'm 99.9 percent sure I got it. And we were having a conversation in the car. I was like, I wonder. And this was before like it really blew up, before like any of the sports organizations and leagues were closed. And we were having a conversation. I was like, I wonder if and when we're gonna know somebody that has it. Ten days later, I'm like telling all my friends I have it. it was just a wild. Like two weeks. Later.
1: Well, I remember. I remember when you texted us and you're like, boys, you won't believe it. I have coronavirus. <laughs> and then and then you called me. I called you immediately. I had to know. I didn't know what was going on. And then you you sent out that tweet saying how much corona, having coronavirus sucks. Oh man! And you blew up. You went viral. So it Congrats was, to you. It was how everywhere. How many people? did like all the news agencies and stuff so reach out to you.
2: That was the weirdest part. So like I, I I tweeted it, and then like my general intention was just to have it shared amongst my friends. Like I figured it would get I figured it would get more engagement than a normal tweet, just because it's you know it's a big deal, like yeah. especially in the time. Then it just kept growing and growing and then more and more comments were coming in different local news reporters. And then I tweeted again because there was like 15 requests. I'm like, not speaking to the media right now, don't have anything else to say. And I was just so sick at the time. I just didn't want right. to talk to anybody. And then I've done a few since. I'm supposedly doing Dr. Oz later this week, which would be kind of cool. A little, little virtual conversation with Dr. Oz, which would be fun. That one I was excited about. Yeah, Dr. Oz is a big plug, I think. I'm still trying to find this. You're also excited about
0: this one.
3: Oh
2: obviously. This, this, I mean we we we've been talking about this before we were going to do I've been wanting to come back on a, for a while now. Right. Right. Which you wanted to actually come on and, and just ask
1: us questions, which I think still would be a good idea, which I think will, would be a great idea still, which I forgot to text you this earlier. I was like maybe you should bring questions to then uh well, we'll what we'll do is we'll tease it at the end. It'll be like, oh, "Oh man, this would be a good podcast, but you ask us a couple of those
2: questions, you know?" And we'll I think we can we can we'll have that as well. I think we can I just thread it throughout. I have some, I can come up with some good questions. I think you can. If we want to do a whole podcast, I'd want to like actually think about it. I think we could come up with some like fun, like games too to do. Right. Like how well do you know each
0: other? That type of thing. Mm -hmm. Right, 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 right.
2: I mean, rumor has it you're
0: pretty good at, you know, thinking off the top of your head. You're a good public speaker.
2: Yeah. I have, you want me to read this letter? I found it. All right. It says, Dear Jonah Stillman, on March 13th, 2020, you were asked to restrict your activities, remain in isolation, monitor your health while remaining in communication with public health officials. We are writing to inform you that your public health monitoring was completed on March 23rd, 2020. Therefore, as of March 23rd, 2020, we are no longer asking you to restrict your activities and monitor your health and remain in communication with public health. There is is no medical examination necessary to clear this individual to return to work um, by the CDC guidelines. Your cooperation during this time is greatly appreciated. All the best. Sincerely, Christian. And then some wild last name that I'm not going to attempt to read right but he's with the from CDC. the department of health and the cdc which was crazy because i was so new so early on in one of the first people i was in the first a thousand in the u.s in the first 20 in minnesota so the department of health and the cdc i had like three phone calls a day where they were checking because they wanted to see progression of symptoms in somebody young and they were using that to like what i'm assuming is seeing like new symptoms that come up like my first like one of my first symptoms i woke up with like a mild cold like normally but I had no sense of smell and taste which that is weird immediate like pretty much like very like it wasn't total right away it was like I could tell that it was like which made me think even more so it was just like a sinus infection or a cold just from traveling and it was still like it wasn't even that big of a concern when I was in Europe it was heating up and I got home right before all of it really blew up but what was weird is like when it hit its peak like so I got home from Europe on a Thursday I have March like roughly March 8th or 9th, probably. Okay. So like, I, cause I got that. They asked me to March 13th, which when I got, it was a Saturday. So I got home on that Wednesday or Thursday and I immediately went from the airport. My mom picked me up and went straight to the doctor's office to get tested because there was tests available at the time. I had been in so many exposed areas. They were like mildly concerned because Declan and I were in Thailand. I was also in South Korea. After that, I was in Australia, Singapore. I was in London for work, all this travel story. Yeah, you've been in a lot of areas, so let's test you. Well, and the, so if the coronavirus is not a thing and you have these symptoms,
1: would you have gone? No chance. To,
2: that's okay. what I, that's what I've said is like I would have easily carried about my day to day life. But my dad has underlying health conditions. My grandparents, I was supposed to be spending the weekend with them and my grandpa has one kidney. So I was like, I shouldn't be around them and I could get tested. So from the doctor's office straight or from the airport straight to the doctor's office got tested on that. I think it was a Thursday afternoon. And the only person I had interaction with was my mom. So me and my mom went back to her house. It was just the two of us because my sister was with my dad. My older sister has her own apartment. So we were quarantined together from Thursday to Saturday. Found out on Saturday I had it. And still then my symptoms were a little bit worse, like coldish symptoms, but nothing crazy. And then by Sunday afternoon, I had my first like fever. And by Monday, midday, from Monday to Thursday afternoon, I had 103 fever consecutive that did not break with any I wasn't, you're not supposed to take Advil. Tylenol did nothing. The worst body aches I've ever had in my life. Literally felt like I was hit by a truck and then ran over. Like I couldn't, like moving my toes, I could feel it in my neck. Like, like, and at first I was convincing myself, oh, it's just from laying in bed. And then I was like, there's just no way. Like I, I sit on, I've been on a 16 hour plane ride and the next day I move like I'm 10. Like I felt fine. And then I was so sick. And that was when for that whole week from like that Sunday to like eight days later, I had zero and I mean absolutely zero Sense of taste or smell, wild, and that was one of the What's things that like is it's like your face numb to a so sense? like it was almost like I've had it before like if you've had a sinus infection or cold where like it's limited but like if you were to like smell something pungent and you you could like smell it or like you put something on your tongue and you can taste like the saltiness of it like it was and that was a part of the reason I lost like sixteen pounds in that week because one I had no sense of appetite because of normal sickness symptoms mm-hmm. but I think having that zero taste I like, have never experienced that like it almost like triggered like a gag reflux. Like it was like, I couldn't like differentiate between, I mean, if you were to give me the saltiest food and the sweetest food, I genuinely don't think I would have been able to tell. Like it was just wild. So like that lasted forever. And they would, when they would call me the CDC, they'd ask me new symptoms, continuing symptoms. And then like a week after I was, or like towards the end of like the, when I was really sick was that you started seeing articles saying new symptoms and young, healthy like people that have coronavirus is loss of taste and smell which was like weird because I was like you were the one breaking that I, news. <laughs> and I was thinking in my head like I had to have played some role and they're relaying that to somebody we have this kid saying he has no like I had never had it it was like really a weird experience like I could not and it was the even weirder part is my nose wasn't stuffy like I had the whole time I had a little bit of like congestion but like usually when you can't smell it's because you're all plugged up like I tried the neti pot fine but like it was no matter what I did I could not S- smell or taste, and it was wild. Yeah, I wonder what, like, neuron or, like, right. thing that prevents that. So, and here's the other thing that I, w- that happened in all of it. One, I read that it's because the, it's getting, the virus comes in through your eyes, nose, and mouth. Like, ENT doctors are saying it's attacking, I don't know the terminology, I don't want to sound dumb, but those something, holes. So, those holes, those gates, <laughs> those gates are yeah, open. Yeah, so it, it it's getting holes. something in there that's obviously impacting that. But the other thing that they think I might have had, which... I don't know if all these symptoms were all of the coronavirus. They think that the, one of the doctors that was calling me said that there's something called, I think it's viremia, which is where if your body, something along the lines of when your body fights a new virus that it's never seen before, so coronavirus, for example, it can sometimes contract other viruses like pneumonia, strep, and all these other things. By naturally trying to fight it, it creates other viruses because it knows how to fight that virus. So it's like this weird that she was trying to explain it to me. I was like half paying attention because I was like half dead in my bed mm-hmm. but they think I could have also probably had part of pneumonia strep throat because my throat was on fire it's like it was like every sickness I, and I don't get sick very often ever like I've, I haven't been like flu or strep any of that in years like two three years I can't remember like I feel like the last time I was actually sick was like high school but I I, I had it is the
0: most sick I've ever been for sure oh damn like I was just knocked out I was gonna ask and this could be just a stupid question but like, when you get coronavirus, there's a sense of being defeated. Like, your mental stay is like, fuck, like, I, it's over type of thing. Yeah. So, like, you're in it for the long haul. Yeah. How much of that sense of, like, you... Uh, there's, like, the positive outlook on a sickness, and that, that helps you overcome things mm-hmm. a little bit faster. Were you able to, like, maintain that? Or do you think, like, you're the fact that you knew you had corona, you're like, there was so much negative energy going mm-hmm. through you that it, it, it made it last longer? So, I was... The whole time,
2: the when I first found out I had it on that Saturday, right, they called me and, like, the feeling I can explain, like, I knew before if I had it, all signs pointed to I'd be fine. I have no underlying health conditions. I consider myself very healthy. I'm active. I work out. I eat healthy. So, like, all of my, I, I'm a healthy person. So... You're feeling confident going into the game. Right. Like, before I even knew I had it or he was sick, I was like, if I got it, like... I wasn't like on the team that it's a hoax, but I was like, I, I knew it was very legit, but I was like, I'll be fine if I get it. Is so right. I thought. Yeah.
0: But I mean, even, I, I tweeted out, "I'll square up on Corona." Right <laughs> before this thing got very serious. Right. Yeah. yeah.
2: So, but the feeling I had when they told me is like, I I, I was talking to my dad on the phone like a, like weeks ago now when I had it. It was like, you know, the feeling when you pass a cop and you know you're speeding and your heart just like sinks and like no matter what you do for like an hour, like you're just on edge. Like they tell me, you're, like so they call me and like originally they said Thursday because it was so new. Like you'll know by tomorrow after like friday afternoon so then they don't call me then they don't call me saturday and then finally saturday afternoon they call me and i just been waiting they're like and then they just got right to it so they're like hi this is so-and-so from the minnesota department of health is this jonah stone i'm like yes and then they go do we have permission to record this call for tracking purposes and i was like oh shit that's
3: that can't be good like,
2: <laughs> that's it so they say that i'm like yep and it wasn't like uh didn't butter me up they were like you did test positive for covid19 and i, I heard it and it was just like i froze i was like uh, and I, I I'm not joking my initial what I said I was like I said I was like holy shit and I was like I'm sorry for swearing I was like wow I just did not expect it because still at that time when I found out on Saturday I was maybe five to ten percent worse but like still could have easily gone about day-to-day activities if none of this was going around like I w- could have worked out would have been going to my office um you would have tried to fight it like any other cold like I, I, I was fine like I would have just taken like some day cool some night cool and I probably like thought I would have been fine Little did I know what was coming, but, I mean, it was shocking. And then that, that call led to, like, it was pretty much like an hour and 30-minute call. I, like, called my mom into it because I, I knew if I didn't, she would have repeat all these questions. And I just didn't want to deal with that. So I, Brilliant. Right, so I was like, like, can you hold? I'm going to add my mom to this call. I'm like, mm-hmm. so, dude, wow. I would have not have yeah. thought of that. That is was the like, savviest part of this whole story. <laughs> so And they're asking me. Then it was, like, interrogation. Like, where had I been? Flight numbers. who Had I had inter- any interaction with people in Minnesota since I had been back? a bunch of stuff like that um and then they were just like stay in your room and limit interaction with anybody who the only person who was in the house was my mom who now I'm 19 day like over 2 weeks away from when I found out I had it and she has no symptoms which is like knock on wood like she doesn't get anything would be a miracle like granted we were very smart like I did not really interact with her when I was sick but still you think you're in the same house as somebody like so i mean but it was it was really crazy but i don't know if i felt defeated I was just like it sucks like I'm just somebody that like total 180 like I spent the first I spent all of January all of February and then the first two weeks of March on the road I flew 109,000 miles in less than 90 days I was in Thailand I was in Asia all Europe Australia just working 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 and then I went to not leaving my bedroom for more than six minutes a day like I'd leave to go to the bathroom I would shower and I'd just stay in my room and that was like the hardest part for me because I'm somebody that's always on the go. I work out all the time. I see friends. I interact with people. I go networking. And it was almost just like, I was like, this is so weird. Like it was just a complete 180. So almost like the hardest part was me. I just felt, even though I knew I had to be resting and I was sick, I felt so unproductive just like sitting around. I'm not someone that can play hours of video games. I can maybe play an hour a day. I don't watch a lot of movies, TV. I mean, like I just was, felt like unproductive.
1: Yeah. You should write another book. I think is really what this. Maybe what you should have done. Yeah. I don't know. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Hindsight was so. I, I know you called your mom, but was the social impact of like you know it's one thing if you get coronavirus in twenty forty mm-hmm. and it's like nothing other than the flu. It's a
2: whole other thing when it's in the midst of a pandemic and you're so, one of the first. And you're I was one like, of the first. I put it as I was the first person that anyone I know knew that had one. So like anybody I know, like that. I was the first person that they knew had coronavirus. Right. Like, I was like, and then on the flip side... Including like, you two, right? Like, I, I think when yeah. I called you, you had, I was the first one. Yeah. You guys were in Chicago. Felt, I actually
1: felt very special. You know, you actually made my day when you said that you had coronavirus, because I was like, fuck, dude. The back pocket knows a guy who has coronavirus.
2: <laughs> so the social <laughs> impact was, I was on the fence, and like, I had a conversation after I figured out I had, and it sounds so weird, I was like, do I, do I tell anybody do I not tell anybody? Like I, I was like I can't. I'm not gonna try to hide it. There's no reason. Like it's this is gonna hit home other people. And I've since now know other people that have had it that were studying abroad. I, I know of other people, very few, but I was like I'm gonna tell people. What started as me telling my very close, close friends saying you know don't tell people led to me getting Snapchat messages. Hey, I heard a rumor. I'm like, wow. So this word got out pretty much in 24 hours, and then I was like, I'm just gonna start telling people that I would want that for from, from me to tell them. So I started putting in different group chats. So I probably told, if I had to guess, like 100 people, like of my friends and people I know, family. Mm-hmm. And then like n- a mixture of that and then the tweet, which got like, like it didn't get that, it has like 1.7 million impressions. Like everyone clicked on it. It was like everybody. Then it was like I got, I think I got like probably 1,100 text messages. Hey, people n- numbers I don't have, people I have, which is great. Like I felt loved, which was a cool... But the, the funny part is I would text people and then they'd say, thank you. I would like either like if I was depending on how close I would, I would like do the tap back thing where it just sends like the, you know, emphasizes the heart, like mm. an eye message, yeah, yeah, yeah. do some of that. But then it was crazy. Like people like knew I was sick and then like, I'd be like, thanks so much for checking in. means a lot. And then they'd be like, can you share with me what your first symptoms were? I'm like, dude, I mean, like, I'm like i like, I'm laying here sick.
0: Like the last thing I want to keep talking about is Being how sick I am. Like, yeah. like, <laughs> like give me something to do. <laughs> yeah, no, well, it, it, it was super fair. funny too, because we interacted maybe three or four times right before you went to London with Embrace North and Becky's yeah. comedy show. So when we kind of like put it on our Instagram too, and the tweet and and you made it public, I had a bunch of people reaching out to me. He's like, what, do you think Jonah like had it at the Embrace North? Oh, I got a, you probably, that was the yeah. other side of it. I had people
2: mm-hmm. reaching out to like show support and I had other people, like people from work related events, my gym, like saying, Hey, are you for, did you for sure get it when you were in London? Did you for sure? I just need <laughs> to know. And like, I can't say for sure, but I mean all signs like the last international travel I had before London was Australia which when I got back that Thursday and had like my first symptoms which was on that morning like my symptoms like my first symptoms were like I had an early morning flight when I was like on the plane I was like I have a little bit of like a scratchy throat I was like figured it was just a mixture of not a lot of sleep because jet lag moving time zones and then by the time I got home you know uh but the, the last trip international was Australia and That would have been 16 days from my, or 17 days from that symptom. so I was like, it, it would have been too long. I was with my dad and two other people. None of them had symptoms. And we, I stayed in the same hotel room as my dad in Australia. So like I for sure got it. I spoke at an event in London that had 1300 people at it. I didn't shake anyone's hands, but like I, I was on trains. I took a train from London to Birmingham. Like I for sure got it when I was there. So I was telling people like, I'm very positive. I got it while I was there. But yeah, people were reaching out. Like, are you sure you didn't have it? We interacted. I'm like, I, no, I'm not sure, but I'm yeah. fairly certain. It's so, it, dude, it, it just blows my mind that um, how
1: it has, as it's grown, the fear of it has yeah. escalated. And then on the flip side, like the jokes or the worry or the jokes have decreased, right? Yeah. And the worry has increased. Um, but it's just weird how it's like, I would say 90, 90% or greater is fear based.
2: Yeah. And I'm part of that. I think it's it's also, if you think about it, like it's it's interesting to look at it from like the perspective of what I've built my business around is studying our generation, mm-hmm. is that it's really for the most part of Gen Z, the first crisis that we've lived through, it, that it has a direct impact on us.
1: Yeah. I'll, what did I say to you? I said, no better person than
2: the leader of our generation to, to the fear, contract- yeah, You said, uh, what a fearless leader you are. Is yeah. You're a fearless leader. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously- like, I mean, like, I have memories of, you know, overhearing, like, lasting conversations around the recession, hearing my parents and grandparents, and I can, I can remember my parents telling me about 9-11, I can remember some of those things, but this is the first thing that has a direct impact on me and my peers, like, for example, it, it has a little bit of a less impact for the kids in college, I think, just because, you know, they they if they weren't working full time and they didn't get fired i mean colleges have moved online but their their day to day is drastically different but they're able to continue with life right now mm-hmm. but for people that i know like yourselves myself that are you know working full time it's the first real crisis that we've had to live through and it's it's a it's a fucking big one like it's it's this is unprecedented it's it's come from we were a month ago from hearing the leader of our country call it a hoax and this wasn't legit to Having government mandated lockdowns state by state, you heard Virginia announce that they're planning on theirs to go through June thirteenth. Like that—that's not—it's not a few weeks. Like we're—we we're, are like
0: not even in the peak yet. It's pretty wild. Restaurants having to lay off thousands of employees. Yeah. Um I work in marketing and losing clients because that's the first thing of budget cuts is they don't need to spend on marketing. They got to stick to their operations. We're losing clients like that. Is it's so real? And you're right. Like this is the first time. That we're seeing this significant impact, and uh like Declan and I were sharing earlier the uh, last week of we're kind of in like almost a a perfect situation, if you will, like we're recent graduates enough in the in the industry where we have stable jobs like mm-hmm. the companies trust us as employees and they're more than likely going to keep us on board yeah um and we don't have family and kids so we don't have to oversee anything 100 percent. so that aspect is like we're on the pro side of it and the health benefits of being 20 year old like we can fight through the coronavirus mm-hmm. more than likely we'll um, survive through it Um uh, but Deck like you made the point with uh people going into retirement and the stock market and all the investments they had in there. Like that shit is the, the most stressful thing that you try to like wrap your head around on it. Right. Anxiety is through the roof.
1: Yeah, no, and I, I think uh I'm reading the book Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. Okay. And one of his like premises is like it it it, outliers is like the term that he has for people that have like extraordinary success like bill gates Mm -hmm. or steve jobs or any of these people and what's funny is he has a whole chapter on this idea of success uh and these outliers come from very specific certain periods in time because the opportunities to Mm. succeed was so great so he, you look at a Bill Gates who was born in the nineteen fifties, who was in this sort of class uh, system, who then had the opportunity to go to school, and then absolutely and then boom, because and because he was the smartest in that niche, he was then able to create Microsoft. I'm now looking at this opportunity of coronavirus with all four of us in the room, Jack included, of we're not really affected by this. But everything else around us is changing like crazy we already had to be innovative entrepreneurs right. innovative this and that already like what a what a phenomenal opportunity that we have and how grateful we all should be that as much as this is affecting like i said the 95 percent of the world we're sitting back like man this is kind of fun to watch and 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 embrace and understand so that we can then and turn and change for the future. Right.
2: And I'm kind of like on both sides of it. So there's like two ways that I look at it is that one, like literally, specifically on coronavirus, I'm on the other side now. So like the the specific risk for me is very low. All, all signs point to, I don't like the word immune, but like I won't get it again. It'd be very unlikely. No, not or even like ever. It's like the, season. Yeah, it'd be like very strange. Like if you had it and like we're sitting here, like it would be very unlikely that I got it again. Like all signs point that. There has been people that have done it, but it was, that it's happened to, but it's not likely at all. But on the other hand, like I, I agree with what you're saying is that it's like you know we don't have lasting impact for the most part. But like, it's crazy to watch. Like I, I'm in what I would call like a people focused business. Like my majority of my business is engagements, going around the world, speaking to different rooms, conferences. And on two things I've realized: one, the direct impact, like on the short, let's say I, I call short term, let's say six to twelve months, was between when I got sick and it started really blowing up, and June we've had like 29 events canceled which is a huge deal I mean like every event a lot of travel was booked a lot of contracts had been signed a lot of that stuff has happened so like short term it's a big impact but on the long-term side of things it's even crazier because we were talking a little bit before like I don't see how this ends and to me Like, I don't see a lot of things going back to what we would call as normal. So, for example, I know that you both work out, I work out, and we work out at community gyms. You work out at Alter? Is that what it is? Alter. Alter, I do cross... Which, Which, by the way, you should come yeah i mean i'd love to come to work so perfect example though i work at across with gym and excels here i don't think that's something that's coming back for a long time i don't think people will be in confined spaces sharing sweat sharing equipment for a long time i don't think concerts will be there for a long time i don't think business conferences that i'm a part of will be a thing i don't think large gatherings will be viewed as socially responsible for a long time i'm not talking Wait, like real quick so you think bochella won't happen probably not all right. I mean, like, I would love it to happen. Like, realistically, like, maybe if you, if if it does happen, if I'm, somehow, coming. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm coming, I'm, okay, yeah, I'm coming. But sure. like, like my my, and I don't mean that to be harsh, but like, I just look at it from like strategic conversations. Like, I'm now, I'm now looking at like completely pivoting a career, which has always been like being speaker. Really, I mean, like in in essence, I don't really have a choice, and I'll I'll kind of come back to this in a minute. But like, I was never planning on being a public speaker for my whole life. It was never. I did it out of passion. I love the topic. I could ride the Gen Z wave. I could talk about it, and we're strategic. We're forefront thought leaders in the aspect we have cutting edge research, but like events won't gather the same. I really just don't think that for quite some time. Right? Like, I, could you imagine? Like now looking at like going to a Vikings game, sixty eight thousand people in confined, separated by six inches of seats. Like, I can't see myself in September doing that. Like, it just seems like it would mm. just be. Do you see what I'm saying? Like the, yeah. the lasting impact. Because of what
1: I said earlier. Like the fear, the straight up fear. Even if even if they come out tomorrow and say, "Hey, coronavirus is done. We fi- we figured out a vaccine X, Y, and Z." Right. There's still going to be a percent of percentage of the population that's like, eh, but I still don't want to get
2: this. Right. Like, so then, but then put it in a different perspective. Say you're, say you're, post Malone. You have a tour. You're starting in August as of now, and you keep it as is. You find out that ten people had it, and you spread it, and it finds out. It puts him in a tough space. He's he's on the fence of Do I want to have these concerts because we have to try to do normal things, but I don't want to be responsible for continuing a global pandemic. So, like, I think that it's from the the business side of things, whether you're a sports organization of of mainstream musical artist, I think there's going to be like a lot longer lasting effect than people think. Like my friends are talking. Do you think this is going to impact our summer? Do you think like one? Unfortunately, yeah, it will,
0: and two. Like I think it's going to change. I think we'll have a new normal. Honestly, yeah. And then you go to like corporate America and all of their right real estate and people coming to a, a location, and they're quickly realizing like how uh, accessible you can actually operate with them from your from your living room. Like
2: public transportation. Like the thought of getting on an airplane right now seems like so irresponsible. And granted, we're like a- approaching the peak of the pandemic, even in like. Come September, if this is like you're saying, slow down, talks about a vaccine, it just seems like it's it's going to be strange. I, I I I don't know if it's. Oh yeah, sorry. Here, Andrew, can you fill me up too? Thanks. Uh, it's just crazy. I, I I don't and I don't consider myself like pessimistic. I just, I'm like an intense realist, but like it's just like yeah. I just freaking. dude,
1: so real. You're so real. <laughs> You've always been real. Uh, but he, but you know what? Correct me if I'm wrong, but like Gen Z and our younger group of people have uh, always been uh very in touch or have always been the first purchasers for these concerts for these events for these things that are that are more so tangible um because we value that higher than experience yeah we we value the experience so knowing that do you think our generation specifically the young i'll just loop in like younger millennials and gen z like do you think that's going to be ultimately those people are going to be like Uh, if Bochella is happening right right do you think people are gonna be like "Ooh, like I might contract coronavirus even though there's a vaccine even though there's uh antibiotic and even though it's the the curve has been flattened
2: yeah I, I I don't even know necessarily what what I what I do think is that while we value experiences and we know that I think that on the flip side of that we're also the by far the most digitally connected so while this has had as big of an impact on many of our social lives as any other generation, you know, majority of Gen Z being in college, everyone's at home. We have the every mainstay to stay connected, whether it be Zoom calls, group Facetime, Xbox Live parties. Right. Like we can hang out in <laughs> Xbox our Live parties. Like, I love that you bring that up. <laughs> it's serious though, because like it's a way to thank you, Andrew, share an experience per se in an, in a new realm. So right. I don't know what the attitude will be because I don't know what the timeline is and no one does. So I think that like depending on it's it's I think ultimately it's going to take
0: just time. Sorry for the interruption. I was just lighting my first ever soda scent candle here in the studio to really enhance the aroma. Absolutely. It was. uh,
1: I got nervous um, when you lit it. I was I didn't know what you were actually lighting to be honest. I didn't know we were trying to set the studio on fire or whatnot. But you know now that we have this candle burning. It's the, uh, what is this one? This is the North Shore candle. Candle, It's it's nice. It, it's really nice, and it, I didn't realize how bad our studio actually smelled until we lit this candle. Right. Now
0: that guests are going to walk in with the North Shore aroma, enhancing this environment, I'm really, really excited to bring in the top-line guests to see this, their smiles on their faces.
1: Absolutely. So a little bit about Soda Sense. They're a uh, local Minnesota company who are handcrafting uh, hand all of their um, candles with Natural soy wax and crackling wooden wicks with a guaranteed burn of 55 plus hours. Which you know, each one of our podcasts is about uh, one hour, which means we got 55 podcasts that the, uh, this candle is going to last for. Pretty stoked about that. If you guys want to get in on the action with us, uh, get used code backpocket uh, for 20% off your first order at sodasense.com. That is S C E N T S when you spell sense, not C E N T S. So, don't worry. So just, just know about that. But regardless, the link is in the show notes to purchase. I know you're home right
0: now because the government is saying you should be. I want you to go to your kitchen, open your cupboard, and stare at your boring ass mugs on the shelf. Ask yourself, why are they so boring when they shouldn't be? They should be so much more. Look, I'm sure they
1: are fine mugs and all, but uh, what if I told you you could be more than a, be- a beverage vehicle to your mouth? What if uh, your mugs supported small businesses and local personalities and uh, maybe your favorite, your favorite wildly average podcast, a.k.a. The Back
0: Pocket? And that's where Metro Mugs comes in. They collaborate with people like us to create custom mugs that will let you and your friends and your coworkers and your stepdad tell you're doing really cool things. That's right. Metro Mugs might sell mugs, but they're
1: actually a little more of a marketing company that try to get the word out through mugs instead of billboards, magazines, or Facebook ads. Head to metromugs.com and use code backpocket, that's B-A-C-K-P-O-C-K-E-T, to receive 20% off your first order. Or
0: head to their IG at metromugs to stay up to date with everything that they're doing. Give them a follow because they're going to give away things uh, that have the Back Pocket logo on them, and we want you to join the ride. Right. right. Like and
2: it, concerts it? won't
1: sell out right away, but maybe in a couple of years it'll ultimately come back like it's it's just a gradual type thing. But you brought up like Zoom and party chats and all these different things where we're all connected. But virtually uh, what has been your kind of like experience with like maybe let's just say like Zoom or FaceTime. How's that been or do you think it's robust enough to mm-hmm. kind of replace the Tangible in-person interaction. Well,
2: I would say first from a tangible aspect, Zoom is so brilliantly built and and run like for what it's capable of ha- having so many people on. Like I think the story of how Zoom started is like fascinating. I don't know if you know. Like the guy no that idea. started Zoom, very loosely. I don't know the details. Like it was just him, and he hired like between like, it's like t- fifteen and thirty tech engineers and tech developers before he hired a single business operations person so they just built the most flawless webcam service there is before they started you know bringing on business people to grow it so like they were like let's just build something phenomenal and then and this was years ago now but i think that like for me like adapting it it, granted like i've been at home now for like and or was on quarantine for more than two weeks and very limited interaction like i don't go anywhere like unless i have to or i come here because i it's I'm fine now, and we're a new. We're news media, so we have. The, we're, yeah. essential. we're essential, and and you know, right? But you I, care about us. It's I, just it. Yeah, it is. It is what it is. I mean, it, it, but I think that it for me, like it, it, is. Is. It, is. <laughs> it is what it is. But Zoom for me, like I I've been using it. Like I, I most so ever... like most of my business is not local. Like none of it. Like less than five percent. So conversations I have on a day to day basis are done through Zoom, other you know web platforms. But so it hasn't changed mine. I just have like. Every day, it's just like it's. It, what's even in the fear question, and I think why people are so freaked out is it's. It's also the only thing that is being talked about. Like anywhere you look, any radio channel, any TV, any news, any Twitter, any tweet, anything you talk and read about right now, listen to, watch is all about coronavirus. So I think it's just in the forefront of everyone's mind. So kind of going back to one of your other questions is, I when, when this first started happening, when we first started reading about, it, when we were in Thailand, actually, is when like it was like starting to climb in china and there was a conversation like we we don't have to get home yet but like it, i wonder if there's going to be trouble getting back like right, right and i remember thinking that like i wonder if this is just going to be like ebola where it was a it was a huge deal it didn't impact any americans so it happened it went away and no one talks about it anymore and that was like my first thought and then it started spreading and i was like now I, I, it's a complete opposite so i think this fear is going to stick around for a while like i think mm-hmm. that the idea of like like like, even, like, shaking hands, like, I, I just, it, it seems like it, it, it'd be weird now, like, to have but, fins up, dude. Yeah, fins that's up. What that's started. what we did when I got, it's just, I don't know, I just, I, and it's just crazy, me. like, I, I'm so fascinated in almost, like, a, a weird way to see what happens. Right,
1: well, I want to loop Jack in real quick, because, you know, Jack is, you're, you're running a business that's very innovative and on the, and on the leading edge, right, but where, where Jack is working for an in, insurance, mm-hmm. it, it's been around forever, it's, uh you know boomer dominated and they have their own their own problems and struggles but it's very old it's very classic corporate so jack like what has been like your i mean you're all working from home now you're all quarantined i i get that but like what do you think in terms of your own business your own culture moving forward like how do you think that's even going to shake out
3: well i think as far as um as far as like going to the office like andrew was talking about earlier yeah um I think a lot of companies, not just the insurance industry, they're realizing like, oh, we can actually work remote <laughs> completely and save a ton of money. Yeah. Um, so I think that's gonna become a lot more popular uh across all industries. Uh you and- know
1: what's so funny though actually real quick is like the the we talked about off air like how <laughs> like older people just have never heard of Zoom, don't know how to operate Zoom, don't know Zoom etiquette. Like if you if you join a Zoom chat, mute your mic. Unless you're talking, I don't want to hear your dog barking in the background, and I don't want to hear you typing because, as crazy as it sounds, ruins the conversation. All right, so let's just get that off the plate. But like, think about, think about not growing up with technology, you know, being 40, 50 plus, and then you know, being associated with it. You're not going to automatically think like, oh, like if I work from home and I bring my laptop home, that that's the same as work. Like no one, no one older. Has that mindset? Right. Like you go to work to do work. You don't stay at home and do work.
2: And that's the biggest. And then would Jack, you say
1: like that would be something? I'm, I'm curious agree, to get
2: Jack, like, because you you are like you said a very traditional industry by age and by operation standards. From my experience working with insurance agencies, accounting firms, is that they define if you're working by are you sitting in your chair at your desk in the office and would you agree with that like yeah and, i would yeah. say so through so, and and that's my own personal right data, exactly so. and like that's a data shows that and that's the biggest disconnect between i would say like the baby boomer generation traditionalist part of the older end of gen x even and predominantly gen z maybe millennials as well is that you take the term like remote workers for example Is like we did a study once i can't remember where it was part of linkedin and like a large percentage of gen z didn't really know the technical definition of a remote worker because you're never really remote. Like I have as much resource to work from anywhere in the world as I did in my desk. We don't define work as a place as kind of like what you were saying is that a lot of the older generations would say, you know, if you're not seeing your desk, you're not working where I'm saying like, "I I might even be more productive at my house because I'm not being bothered. I can, you know, put my nose down and work for a little bit. And that it's the biggest difference between like what you'd call a digital native, our generation, never known a world without constant connectivity and an older generation, which is more like a digital pioneer, they've pioneered for all this technological advancement. Mm. They've seen the rise of the internet in the early 2000s. Millennials saw social media come into the workplace in 2010 even. like, It's just drastically different is that we've never known a world without it, so we don't see why it's a problem. And that's where those conversations, those like you're saying, is that to us it's innate. And I know exactly what you're talking about. I get on a Zoom call. If I'm not talking, I mute my mic. Like I just want to listen. It makes it more clear. Versus you get 30 people. In a team meeting, half of which really didn't use Zoom before, it's chaos. Yeah, and, and it's that's, not to their fault. No, right? it's not to their fault, and that's kind of what I'm saying is that this is, in one hand, impacting Gen Z very heavily, but on the other side, we know how to operate all these things flawlessly. I get on, Bro, group, we're ready. I get on a group FaceTime with 16 of my friends at 11 o'clock at night, and it, it, it's almost like somebody starts talking, everyone else shuts up and listens, and then somebody else talks, versus like, we did this thing where we all, like, my whole family, my grandparents, my uncle, my aunt, and we are all on there, and I am not kidding you, it was like echoing ring like my grandpa and grandma were both sitting next to each other they both had zoom open on their own phones like obviously if we're doing a zoom call we're all sharing a computer and they were i could hear everything four times it was just chaos and it's and it's going to cause panic and it's to your point it's not to their fault but it's causing huge disruption on top of the biggest disruption that many people have had in their lives yeah i think it's 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 interesting because
1: like jack i I want to question you again on this like if like if I'm in insurance right now if I'm if I'm hiring for insurance um and Jack I want you to clarify or take this further but like if I'm if I'm trying to hire ins- uh young people in insurance or in, in an industry that's yeah. boomer dominated and they need young people like I'm more than willing to say hey you can re- you can come into work if you want but you can work remote 3 out of the 5 days a week or w- yeah. do some sort of deal where it, like instills the freedom in your employer jack do you think that's like a possibility like do you think you can do your all
3: of the work that you're doing right now remotely totally and uh not to like brag on my own company but for the industry i'm in i'm like at the biggest and best company and that's a sick brag by (laughs) the way everyone give i mean it's a it's a fact like if
1: yeah if you
3: look at ratings and comparisons um but that being said a bunch of my fellow workers and people my own age already were working remotely, mm-hmm. and we had the uh, infrastructure in place to make it cap- to make Seamless. the whole company Seamless. able to do it. Mm-hmm. So it really wasn't a big issue for us at all. Um, other smaller like, companies, I, yeah. I can't really speak for them. I well, don't know. Well,
2: I'm I'm curious. Like a, a good question, I think to ask would be. Uh, maybe I'm asking you both and it's a good conversation. Like what, what would you say from like a personal side of thing, like has been your biggest realization during all of this from like a business perspective side of things, whether it's your personal work, financial planning, what, what has been like your biggest, like either realization thing you've done well or wish or like
0: something you've, yeah, I don't know. I've fallen into this, um, structure, in august working remotely entirely like right no corporate building me and one other guy working off of zoom every single day and seeing how my parents are handling the situation um friends and family handling the situation i'm like i've been gifted an opportunity to have like six months of work to hold myself accountable to operate this way as highly as i can mm-hmm. because you can very easily fall into loops of lack of product- productivity or loops loops of like depression if you will because you don't Absolutely. have the company culture to rally you behind and show the value of what you're actually doing um like mm-hmm. i have many times and i've shared this on the podcast so many times of like sitting in my room by myself being like this sucks like i hate what i'm doing because it's, i'm by myself and i have the exact opposite like same thing on a completely different realm like i'm
2: traveling the world oftentimes on myself and i have highs and lows like sometimes i'm I'm on a plane going somewhere super cool, going to be a part of a super cool event. I'm like, God, this kind of sucks. Like, I'm by myself. I'm lonely. And other times I'm like, I can't wait. It's
0: it's the same, very different, but the same thought. Right. And then the way you are able to escape that is finding the little things. And through these community casts that we've been able to share with uh, Marnita's Table and co-produce, that's been the... Every Thursday, by the way. Every Thursday. Join us on Zoom every Thursday. In Zoom, and you can hear how... Every single generation handling plug. Zoom. Sick plug. Yeah. <laughs> and you can hear the common reiteration of what they're appreciating right now, yeah. and it's all the little things. Simple walks around the lake.
3: 100 um,
0: And reading, spending time with your kids, finally. You have, like, actual personal time to navigate through the system. And that's, like, the thing that blows me away is like people don't need it took all a the pandemic glamour, to realize right? it they don't need all the glitz and glamour to actually yeah. feel good about themselves 100%. they need a walk like they need the sunset rising <laughs> and their plants growing in their backyard we asked the simple question during the community cast what was something beautiful you saw today and every single person said something in their backyard i mean granted they only had the scope of their backyard right but like The back they 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 But still everyone had something. They had something, but it was like something that illuminated them. It wasn't just your average backyard. It was like there was a really cool aspect to what they brought forth. And uh that is something that's gonna be interesting to see how that carries forward, right? Like will people continue to show the value where the value actually belongs, or are they gonna march back into their structure and feel like that's where their comfort is? I don't know. And it's just cool that I had to have the opportunity to operate that operate in this structure entirely like i am solo i am right. zoom oriented i yeah. am out of my home
1: you were you were working this lifestyle that we're living now before we anybody else was essentially and and it was a it was a trending or grossing type of work life right like it's a it's a it's an efficient way to work but you i mean you, you've you worked and and kind of seen the ups and downs and the lulls and the highs and and the benefits of all of it but what's so interesting is like that can be the new normal if you want it to be.
0: Yes, and I want to say this though. The thing that I lack the most, and I think it was Jack who brought this to the table when we were having dinner the other night, is the lack of physical touch. And you said this, dude. Early. I haven't been touched by a human in like twenty three days. We gave okay. you elbows, dude. Yeah, come I mean, on. like, come on, Fins that's up. nothing. Your your weenus has the least amount of yeah. senses. Yeah, and it's your, wild, your bop,
2: like, bop, man. It's like I'm sitting in the like the house of my mom. It's like even still, like I'm like. Like a hug. I just want to hug. I always want to hug my mom. Like If I hug my mom, I'm going to give her the virus. Like, we all want to hug our moms, dude. Yeah. Seriously. And we want to hug our grandmas. But we can't. What's been What's been well, yours? Let me just say yeah, this. Yeah, well, sorry, this is
0: like the, the actual point was. That's <laughs> why so I started talking. Why, you interrupted why, me. Why I even opened my mouth. Um, <laughs> children having, not having the physical touch oh, yeah. and oh, the embracement yeah. with each other and with their parents and anyone around them, that. Is a long-term effect. That is something that you read all day long in books for the longest time. Of how if you don't show love to your kid, they they have a sense of resentment towards you, and and like even as like an infant, and no that, for sure right. So now you think about that. You take in, middle schoolers out of class. Like I have a six sister that's in sixth grade. It's just wild to watch social development. Yeah, and even the sense of like so f- reward and gratification you get from a hug, uh, no matter who it is. Yeah. Uh, that is something. To see how people handle this a year and a two from now, like the fear still in it, like will they still be afraid to hug someone? Like when I see someone. New that I haven't seen in maybe six seven months. Well, they want to come and embrace with a bro dab and like embrace yeah, and everything.
2: it's it's so it's so second nature. Like it's like you have to think not to do it. Like when I when you greeted me outside, I was like I had to tell myself not to dab you. Literally I asked like, me, are, do, "Are you?" I was like, "I don't want to touch you." Like even yeah. though I'm clear, like I was like, "I just don't." <laughs> no it's offense, like, but it's like it's like I, it's that's what, it's the fear thing. It's not even fear to me. It's like I now feel responsible to like play my part. Like who knows maybe. I mean, I don't need to go down that road, but it's just, it's crazy. It's what you're saying, though, right. the fear thing. Yeah. And I guess it is fear now that I talk it through. It's it is. its my fear that I, something that I could cause something. It's not even like, yeah. what do we start this
1: podcast with? You read a letter saying you don't have the thing that we're all fearing. And yet we're still showing up
2: at each other's doors. We should have just stopped every seven minutes and I reread the letter for new listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody skips through. It's like, please fast forward to 1424 yeah, to get Joe to plug his immunity letter. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's a liability plug at that point. Um but dude I, so what's your realization? I want to know what yours um, was. Um or takeaway
1: whatever it is. Man, I, I think the the one thing that I realize is with this new norm I guess it's more of a qu- like it's a it's a hope in yeah. my in my mind is with this new added chunk of time in most people's lives when the coronavirus is over, right? And even that's like a a hot take that we don't know. Yeah, air quotes. When the coronavirus is over, will people continue to feed that same block of time that they had for themselves? Mm. So will uh, fathers be still going on bike rides with their kids and still go and will we all still take those uh, daily walks? And will we still be, you know, spending that personal time maybe journaling or, uh, you know, trying to just look inward for, for an hour or meditate or whatever it is. Like, will we continue to do that when it's not something that we are using just to fill time? Yeah. Like, I'm hoping that people find value in those types of things in the time that we're in right now. Not because we're in this weird era of coronavirus. I hope they see that there's a bigger value above the coronavirus and that... They see that as a need regardless of what kind of era that we're mm-hmm. in. So I'm interested in and in, in willing to see how that kind of plays out. But on top of that, I'm also curious on like from a sixth grader standpoint, if you're not going to school for this amount of
2: time and you're learning. And out, they're not going back. Nobody's going back to school this year. I'll, I mean, like, I'll make that hot take. Yeah, There's nice. just no way that... People are going to be gathering in it's classrooms. A lukewarm, of, it's a lukewarm take. You're yeah. not going to classes of 30, a middle school of 600 people by, by June 1st. There's no, no way. I totally. don't think
0: so either. No uh, way. Uh, Illinois was supposed to be back in school in the middle of April. Pushed yeah, back, right. Push back to April 30th, but that's what my mom shared with me today. Um, today's April 1, and I'm assuming that's not happening, right? it like, just can't. Like, yeah. I, I can't see a world where
2: there's no way. I, I have happen. no I have no science or any... Yeah. like. I just you hear it's all it's talked about I everything you hear is we're not even at the peak yet right but it would, another thing that's just so
1: interesting like I, I hope that there's you you brought up an idea that like you know our younger generation already is on our phones all the time and we we don't have a lot of like good great social skills now you take out school like now what's going to happen yeah and it's like that's going to be a need that we're going to have to try and fulfill in a different way and that's why great businesses come uh, come to life because they're able to fulfill that social need in some aspect mm. right but there's another part of me that's like, man, like we're, we're having to rely on the technology that we weren't, that
2: we didn't realize was already there. Yeah. Which I think it, in my mind, it kind of just took something that was like this idea that we're becoming way more digitally connected and dependent was something that like the world we're living in now was probably going to be like at way higher percentage of at home working zoom calls. These things was probably something that had been mainstream and, 8 to 12 years, even a little bit. Now, it's just happening now. Like, I think we've had the technology and the whereabouts to do it. I just think that something like this put, like, kicked everyone into gear and said, like, this is very likely our new normal for now and could be for forever. or Not even forever, just for the, well, the near could future. Well,
1: new normal if you choose it to be. Like, there's never... But we might a... not have a choice for a while. That's yeah. what for I'm saying. For a while, yeah. yeah.
0: And you're seeing all the industries trying to adapt to it. Like, you mentioned the fitness places that we go to. They're, they're... Online content, online content. It's not the same, though. So, like, that's half the reason I go... I'm like,
2: I, I, I can get as good of a workout at a lifetime than I, not in, like theoretically at CrossFit, but the idea of being around other people that are there for that same hour that have, they're there to work out, you know that. And you're talking, you're motivating each other. is like part of the beauty of that is the community-based thing. A- almost all of it in my eyes. Like I can, right. the it's same the equipment. The ex- reason
0: why I go to Alter is to work out with 30 other people. Dude,
2: I have gym equipment. I have nice gym equipment at my house. I am maybe a third as productive as when I go to a CrossFit gym in the hour that I work out there. Because it's, you're not, you're not with other people. You know, there's it, just something about going somewhere to work out in my mind with other people that you know why they are there that is concerning me that we might lose that for a while. And this this idea of just community-based businesses is, it's crazy. It's just wild. Like how many businesses were based on community? Right. And I and my I think part of like my, some of my takeaways are that obviously like the loss of... Well, yeah, what's your biggest realization? Sorry, I, we should ask the question back. No, no. <laughs> I I, I, don't, I think there's a couple of things that I've realized. I think like some of them would be like, I have two sides of it. I have like the, the personal side and then like the business side of things. So like my personal one would be is like, and it sounds so cliche, it's like you just don't realize how much human interaction you have until you have none of it. Like, and, like, <laughs> it, like, it, like it sounds so obvious, but like I didn't appreciate traveling all around the world, being in front of other people, having dinners with thought leaders, sitting with very important business people, meeting people on talking to my plane partner on a 12 hour flight to Australia striking up conversation, you know, and, and you just don't realize how much of that happens until you literally are in your room for nine days with zero conversation unless it's coming from a phone. And it's, we talk about how much we use our phones. We talk about how much connected we are, but at the end of the day, human interaction is so important to and in, in development of young people, in the happiness and, you know, just the productivity, all the things, going on walks, all that thing is really important. You don't realize, you take it all for granted until it's really like forced upon you not to have it. And the other biggest takeaway I've had is from like a business side of things, especially as a young person and being a young entrepreneur, choosing not to go to college, taking a bunch of gambles at a young age is from nearly every avenue you're approached with different strategies to be successful in life. You should Divide up your assets, invest in this, money in the stock market, buy real estate, all this sort of thing. But at the end of the day, and this proves it, cash is king. I mean, like from a business side of things, your Amazon stocks might make you rich, but you can't buy a loaf of bread if you have no money. So I think like I've learned that like cash is still king and always will be king. The people that save properly and have liquid assets in their bank account are not freaking out right now compared to people that, whether they made a lot of money or a little money, if you invested all your money and you're banking on your retirement plan and you have no money in your bank, you're freaked out right now. And I've luckily been surrounded by people that have told me to healthily balance it. Keep money in your bank. You always hear, you're not making any money if it's sitting in the bank. You're not making any money if it's just sitting there. You got to invest, invest, invest. But at the end of the day, when your job's taken away from you, you can't go out, you can't make money. There's, it's hard to find a hustle. All these different things, cash wins. I mean, like having money accessible, whether it's to survive on everyday essentials or to invest then in, in a down economy or or have opportunities come forth, cash wins. And it's been been the greatest example in my life right now to realize that. I've been told by mentors, my dad, people, is that it's okay to have money sitting in the bank. No matter how many people tell you that you're not making money, it's your money, it's sitting there, and you can access it whenever, for whatever, and for however long you need it for. So I think from a tactical side of things, cash is king. And I think a lot of people are finding that out the hard way right now.
0: Damn, dude. I, I didn't know you were going to go that way. I, 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 I love it. Well, but. I mean, like, I just
2: had that thought. Like, I was just thinking like, and I, I'm never one that ever talks about, even my closest friends don't know how much money I make, what my business is, all that. I don't I don't share a lot of that. Cause I don't think it's important to substance unless it's important for somebody to know. And then they obviously need to know. But I, I've saved. I've saved money. So on one hand, I have a business right now that is is looks drastically different right now than it did th- two months ago. You're busy and... And now we're we're developing. We have we have other you know sources of income, new projects that we're working on developing. But like if I was hadn't saved money and I'm 20 years old, even though I have a whole life ahead of me, I'd be panicking. Like I, I I'm not in college. I don't have a degree. I don't have any source of st- sturdy income right now, and I don't have any money saved. If it was all invested or spent on you know non liquid assets, it'd be scary. It really would be.
0: Yeah, it's insane. With uh. With, like, you know, this whole podcast having, like, a Chicken Little vibe to it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Chicken Little. What a movie. That. What yeah. a movie, good, c- good ref. Thanks, man. <laughs> I guess I want to ask the million-dollar question. I mean, you had coronavirus. You're sitting here today talking with us about you could be ch- uh, pivoting business operations. Yeah. I want to ask the million-dollar question. What's up, dude? How you doing? <laughs> I, I'm doing good. I have
2: ups and downs good in my question, day. Like, by a, by fire way. question. But <laughs> it's, it's, it's interesting because... I, I I'm like in a very unique position one on the hand of the coronavirus thing like I'm past it which is just weird to think about but then from like a just everyday like mood and productivity things is I'm just going back and forth it's like I feel very lucky to be in the position I'm in and made the connections that I've had have a very you know successful business by my in my mind and then on the other hand I, I work with my dad who you know is hustling in his own right because you know we we have to make money and we have to find out new business strategy strategies and it, it's it's interesting on one hand it's like this could be the most beneficial thing to happen in my life in in 24 months if things play out in these new developments and we restructure our business new opportunities but it's it, it just I go up and down it's on one hand it's like god you can't help thinking if this wasn't happening I certainly wouldn't be sitting in my room I probably wouldn't be here I'd be traveling somewhere I had so many cool events happening all around the world and it's hard not to go to that place of like like anyone else is. You're just bummed. Like, it's like I'd say, I I would be visiting friends. Declan and I were going to go to Colorado and snowboard. I had a lot of exciting business things. We were growing on track to you know double for our third year in a row. It's just a lot of things like that, and then this landed on our lap. So, on one hand, you know it's it's hard not to be disturbed. On one hand, but it, it, I also see it as an opportunity to to pivot, to change, to find new successes because I am young. I'm 20 years old. Like it's 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 wild that this You're is so young. <laughs> I'm young, young. We're all young. Yeah. Yeah, right. It, he's, tw- the, the, he's 20 you know and we're
1: twenty four. Like, what the fuck's the difference? I'll go ahead and <laughs> I'll
2: go ahead and say it in my top three concerns that this is directly going to impact my twenty first birthday in June.
1: Ooh, wait. So we got to do something else now because you're going to go to Las Vegas and not going to Las Vegas. For well, Las Vegas,
2: birthday. honestly, was going to be in August because I have a few friends that are uh, younger than me. We we're going to wait till everyone does, and we we're going to run it. So Vegas isn't off the table. Okay, but I got to do that. But I'm thinking like, let's be unique, dude. Gonna be, it's gonna be it's gonna be really upsetting if I'm if I'm sitting around the kitchen table with. With no social interaction on twenty first birthday, I'll go ahead and say it. I'd be pretty upset about it. We'll pitch a
0: tent, call it a dome, and throw, <laughs> and throw a party in there. <laughs> oh man, Jack!
1: I want to know what's your biggest realization, dude. We we've, we've been going around the table. I feel like I'm kind of happy to ask dude. that question. I yeah, just I think know, it hey hey, you said it. Yeah, I'll say it. And you said it, dude. Good question. Thank you.
3: What's Good. my biggest realization?
1: Yeah, just in from, this. Yeah, just kind of going off the conversation we've had.
3: Uh, I would agree with Jonah wholeheartedly. Cash is king, baby. I've been I've been saying it from day one. Jackie Cash, dude. Uh, that, just, be, that being said, though, on the opposite side of things, uh, yeah, like people who are 65 right now and ready to retire, and all their money is hurting. in the stock market, they're probably hurting. freaking out. Yeah. And I hate to sound selfish, but like, in that regard, I'm pretty excited right now because I'm getting ready to invest a shit ton of money in the stock market. I'm waiting probably another week or so. But what are you in- investing in, dude?
1: What do you what are you gonna invest in?
3: Probably buckets. Like buckets. The like plastic buckets,
1: no. little tikes, ceramic buckets. Ceramic buckets. <laughs> three, no, but, two liters, one liter, two point buckets. I, I
3: think for people our age investing right now is a great opportunity for our future. Yeah.
1: I, I, I wanna invest in hemp and I wanna
2: invest in Delta Airlines. So my biggest in, on the investment <laughs> on the conversation of investment, I made an investment before it's empty. Don't worry. Do no you need spillage. Me, do you need to fill you up? No, no, I'm good. It's just water. No, I'm drinking cold brew. Oh, right, busy right, coffee. Right, right, right. Oh busy yeah, coffee. busy coffee. Huge fan. Great friend of the program. I, I'll say it. It's the only bottled cold brew I've had, and I've, I'm a, I'm a maybe a twice a day cold brew coffee drinker for three years, and I've wasted thousands of dollars on Starbucks, and now I'm team busy cold brew. <laughs> <laughs> We're flipping that out. Send, them to yeah, them. send it to him. Send it to him. Get yeah. in touch. Let's do something. <laughs> <laughs> no, in, in in the conversation of investments. One of the things I invested in out of, you know, a guy approached me that I know really well, I trust, uh, my dad was on board Is I invested in weed delivery on the West coast. And what's super interesting is one, you know, cannabis in itself is a booming market whether it's, you know, dispensary based delivery based, whether you want to include CBD, all that market is going up because there's more social acceptance to just try it. And then you mix in this pandemic thing—is you can't go to them, so people are getting it delivered to their door. So, it it could—it has the potential to do really, really well. But it's also just fascinating to watch. I monitored a bunch of the stocks that of my money that I have invested. It's interesting to see who's doing well, who's not, and like the 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 day change is insane.
1: Yeah. So, quick story. So when I left Thailand, I had uh. On my way back, I had a full day in Taiwan. I remember you you shared the details, which sounded insane. Which was nuts. I literally, you know, I woke up at like four a.m. Uh, in Krabi, Thailand. Flew to Bangkok. Was in Bangkok all day with. Do David you remember Shane. what
2: I said to you? The last thing I said to you when you left Thailand. I think it was a it, it was, was explicit, <laughs> I think. <laughs> well, all I remember is that it was super early in the morning. There's two flights. I left by the way. John and night. I were roommates. We in Thailand. were roommates for like just over two weeks straight. Spent every day together, and we got the MVP. Uh, sweet, got the sweet in upgrade Krabi. in Krabi on the beach, got, and got everybody. Some of the people left in the morning, but all a lot of the evening people were waking up to say goodbye to Declan. Everybody's. I just remember like sleeping. It was our last day, and Declan, knowing I was going to see Declan again, Declan's alarm goes off at like three fifty-five in the morning. It's ringing. It's ringing. He's knocking up. I I guess go shut it the fuck off, Declan. And then he leaves, and that was the last thing I said to Declan before he left Thailand. And everybody else was like. Saying goodbye, hugging, crying, and I just went right back to bed. <laughs> right, there were so many
1: people there crying. I think that's a great that's a great added additive, additive detail to throw in there for sure.
0: But Jonah had his head clear and he was like, Declan, right. leaving? Irrelevant. Yeah, irrelevant, dude. Get the fuck Not out of here. Not to mention, the place. kid left
2: half of his suitcase, which I brought home. Like, he brought sh- shoes, shirts, swimsuits. I mean, like. Yeah, you did save me. And RDP to
1: the slides. The slides. Yeah, those still didn't in make Krabby. it. Yeah. Did you just leave them in the room? Yeah, I wasn't going to bring yeah. them. I was max that's capacity. Fair. That's fair. I hope someone. Is wearing those. It's, it's it's being put to good use. But Sorry, you are back to Taiwan. But anyway, so I, I went to from Krabi to Bangkok for, at, at like 4 a.m. to 7 a.m. Then I was with hanging out with David Chang, hanging out uh, in Bangkok for a couple hours. Get and excited for David Chang's podcast tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. And then going to and then uh, flipping the switch, going to uh, Taiwan. I get into Taiwan. I for some reason purposely didn't book a hotel or a hostel, so I show up in Power mode. Taipei the, the main city in Taiwan. And I literally don't have, uh, any place to stay. I go to a couple different, uh, hostels. They're all full. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, this is not panning out exactly how I wanted it to. I'm wandering the streets at midnight. And then on my way down from one of the closed hostels, I get into a, a, uh, elevator with this, uh, kid from Cali, who's a, a Vietnamese kid. And, you know, I, we were speaking English, you know, obviously great bonding moment there for everyone involved. Um, and we ended up getting peers and I uh, ended up spending the night like hanging out with them for until like 7am the next morning. Like we went clubbing with people, the Taiwanese, like he had all these different connections. I, luckily I ended up finding a hotel like shortly after I met this kid. But what's so interesting about what you said about the weed delivery business, which is why I brought this up, which is, you know, we, we start talking the next day. We, we, uh, we actually, (laughs) we took edibles and then went to like an all you can eat, uh, (laughs) <laughs> like freaking hot pot place, and let me tell oh, you, that was so like, the best experience of my life. Like, what better way to finish off a fucking trip? But hot
0: pot, hot pot, hot pot. yeah. yeah it's like so it's basically like all raw bowl meat. Bowl,
2: and you just throw it in. It's just sizzling, and you just throw a bunch of stuff in just, there. It just, yeah, it's, it's amazing. So good. got a
0: nice broth. Not to mention, yeah, it was like yeah. it's
2: like two dollars for more food than you could ever, ever, ever eat. It's right, just unbelievable. So we're
1: like sitting at this like super awesome hot pot place, and you know I just. Well, like the the day prior, like it was just kind of like, okay, we're all getting drunk and smoking cigarettes together and whatever. Like that's that's one night of it. But then I actually got to like start talking to him about like, hey, what do you do? You know, like all these things. And so he works remote as a weed deliver. He owns a weed delivery business in California, and has like an entire employee base working for him. He's twenty one. Amazing. Yeah, he just basically like he has no idea how to or. I shouldn't say that he has every idea how to run a business. It's, it's so impressive, but I was like, "That's so fascinating." That like I'm hanging out with someone right now that was just like probably a drug dealer in in high school, but then was like, "Oh, wait a second! Like this could be this, legit. This is a wait, weeds we legalized right now. I'm nineteen, twenty, and yeah. then all of a sudden, wait, like I can now legally deliver this, like I was before illegally. Yeah. Like not to say that having a drug dealer is like the biggest like." such a bad thing like no he just changed. he pivoted his business legally and now he dude he literally makes like lawyer money yeah doing this and I think what the realization He's in Japan right now which is nuts
2: and the realization I kind of just had in that point of you saying you know us being in Thailand amazing trip then you going to Taiwan and meeting these people and you know not knowing him going out drinking next day actually getting to know him is like the other impact that I realize is it's not from coronavirus back to that topic actually it's not just the lack of social interaction. It's like the spontaneity side of thing. Like it's like going out and going out with five friends to a bar going out somewhere to an event and then meeting the girl of your dreams, meeting the girl of your dreams or meeting new people that you're talking to. Hey, you want to come back to our place? We're going to hang out for a while. It's like any social interaction we're having right now is very controlled. It's only with people like in a circle that you know, to some capacity, you're going to FaceTime. It's like
0: in walking distance, if you will.
2: And it's, I'm not going to meet somebody new right now. Like where am I going to have a conversation with somebody? There's no spontaneity in life right now, which is like, I just had that realization was like, it's a lack of social interaction, but it's also a lack of like, something new like there's no it's it's almost like i'm just living on repeat right now like my days are just i'm meshing together days my my sleep is so off i've been somebody that wakes up naturally before 7 a.m for years i like didn't send an alarm on Sunday. i slept like 11 i've never slept past 10 in my life it's just like everything just seems off so it's like i have like i'm just kind of like on repeat and it's just nothing new
0: yeah there uh, someone shared with me the other day of like their their um the lack of predictability in the future is stressful on them they, they can't handle not knowing what to uh, like to plan an event three weeks from now yeah. going to, to meeting together with family and friends but at the same time the predictability is stressful and, and, and draining and i'm
2: not somebody that likes really any aspect of predictability so like for example like that's part of my like love for the idea of entrepreneurship and owning my own company is that one day i could be doing on a, on a plane speaking and the next day my business is closed because of a pandemic. I almost like, like the idea that I have to pivot and change versus like being in a predictable lifestyle, like where I know what I'm doing every day for the next 10 years and it's paycheck. I i am not somebody that thrives off of knowing what I'm going to be doing in three weeks. So on one hand, that's kind of like what I was saying. I go up and down with like my moods of like, it's hard not to be upset. that a lot of things are on hold or canceled. But on the other hand, it's like, it's hard not to look at it as an opportunity. Like, what is life going to be like in six months? And in my mind, it's like, it's, it's almost intriguing to have lack of predictability on that side, but on the day-to-day side of things, it's like, it's almost like I know exactly what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna wake up, I'm gonna do some sort of work, I'm gonna go on a little bit of outside walk, I'll mix in a workout, and then I eat dinner, and I go to bed. Like, it's just like, there's nothing, no substance right now. And that's that's what I struggle the most with, is I I live like a, or I lived a very substance-filled life, meeting new people, always in different rooms, talking to friends, FaceTiming people, which we can still do, but it's just like, it's very limited right now, and then that's what like that's where I get like not depressed. It's just like sad. It's just, like God. It's like I just want to be able to go out and do things.
1: All right, we're gonna pause here for a second to hit you with an ad. Oh God, I keep looking at these ad reading. Like I'm, I'm so bad at reading ads. Like I can't actually do it. You know, like but I love Metro mugs. Like I want to sell our mugs, but I,
0: I, I read too fast and I. And I start riffing and it, it just blows up when Metro Mugs ads come up on my feed and I'm like, I'm reading them and I I just get I get so excited. I just want to speak too fast. I can't follow the text. Yeah. So I don't know if Nate needs to just write like bullet points or
1: something for these. But I mean, at least we're getting the point across that, like, if you use code back pocket, you can get 20 percent off. Uh, your first order and like go follow on Instagram at Metro
0: Mugs, right? That's pretty much what we got to say. Right. Metro Mugs, very similar style to us, like-minded people, inspiring conversation.
1: Yeah. With like, I mean, it's a coffee mug, right? But the coffee mug always contains some sort of liquid and you're usually enjoying that beverage with someone else, uh, thus inspiring conversation. I think that's what they're getting at. Like, like instead of doing, you know, Facebook ads or marketing on billboards, it's like we're marketing on a, on a mug that actually matters. So go ahead to Metro Mugs and join what we're sharing. Yeah, I think that was pretty good at. We got a new sponsor. We got a brand new sponsor. They're Soda Sense. Uh, they are a local candle company uh, here out in the here in Minnesota. Um, used to bring out those Minnesota memories uh, through scent of their candles. They are hundred percent handmade and all natural soy wax and uh, crackling wooden wooden wicks with a guaranteed burn of fifty five plus hours. Um, with offerings such as Loon Island, the North Shore, and Boundary Waters Campfire, their scents are created to embody everything that Minnesota represents. Uh, these guys are phenomenal. We've been uh, working with them for a couple weeks now and cannot wait, cannot wait for you guys to be ordering some nice, lovely smelling candles in your house. we got like three or four here in the studio. It's absolutely phenomenal. If you guys want to get on the bandwagon with us, use you can get 20% off your first order if you use code Pocket. That is B-A-C-K-P-O-C-K-E-T. The, uh, the link to purchase will be in the show notes.
0: Yeah, we talked yeah. about for the longest time on this podcast for from from, from mom, the moment we started um, testing ourselves in new situations and like the, mm. how it made us feel when we failed or even succeeded in these situations. Like no matter what it was, like we just loved being in new situations, and making ourselves uncomfortable. Yeah, and not having that opportunity readily available all the time that is the predictability aspect where it sucks. And then like the, the actual stuff that you can get mundane with, like people are starting to find value in. Because so you, like, it's, it's weird, right? There's that whole variation of it all.
2: Right. So you can only work. So what have you worked so much? Like, what have you guys been, what have you guys been doing to stay busy? Like, what are you doing for fun, entertainment? Like, are you, are you guys? I'll be a hundred percent with you. We're recording podcasts with each yeah, other. Yeah. Well, that which is awesome that you have that, right? Like that's your outlet of, are you like, cause to me, like I, 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 can only do so much of one thing. Like I'm not the type of person, like I said at the very beginning, I think it's like, I can't play video games all day. Like I can't watch TV all day. I just like, I need to change. So it's like, that's been my hardest thing is like being somebody, I definitely ADHD, like was used to take ADHD meds in school to stay focused. And now I didn't because I realized it actually makes, I'm more productive without it. I can think like, and I've figured out how to strategically do oh, that. You
0: have ADHD.
2: Could you not tell? <laughs> no way. You want to talk about baseball? <laughs> no, but it's like, I just, I'm like bored. Yeah. Like it's what it is. It's just like.
1: But are you? Is there a certain aspect? Because like I had brought it up earlier. Like, my hope for people is during this time where they're like trying to fill the block of time or a void that they they find some things that are are fulfilling to them that they can actually hold on to and are personally. Right, beneficial. which I've found
2: some things. So, but like, it's, you play guitar and stuff. Like I completely cool. taught myself how to play guitar in the last month. That's on sick. quarantine, like I had no I had no musical knowledge, and I would like I went from having literally zero musical ability to like being able to play the guitar fairly decently like and i like doing it it's fun but once again you can only play the guitar for so many hours a day yeah so you're i guess you're i feel like all of us are just kind of right this constant process of like like trying to find new things but also managing to stay productive and it's like a balance of like wanting to work and find new things but also knowing like you gotta mix in something to keep you sane and excited and like happy like I, like, Mm -hmm. i went on a bike ride by myself the other day i've worked out outside walked my dogs like numerous times a day like i just like i don't know just like simple things that like we used to maybe be like tedious. Like I would walk my dogs because I know they needed to walk. Now we're like probably my favorite part of my day. Mm-hmm. Like go outside and just walk.
0: And and take this for what it is. I've been loosely playing around with this idea and it's not workshopped entirely. But the like w- when I talk with my friends and family about how they're bored and what they can do to actually fill that time, it's simple mm-hmm. things like, um, posting on so, on social media or on the internet. That's yeah. like the first thing that comes up. Are you going to on TikTok, TikTok right now? Is that what this is going? It can be anything. <laughs> it can be LinkedIn. It can be TikTok. It literally can be anything. The the biggest fear for all these people or the biggest blockade for my mom or my brother or a friend to putting on there is they don't want to ask the question to themselves about who you are and w- what you're putting out there. Like they, right. they have this idea of they should be putting out something that meets the standards of what they see. And that shows no gratification towards them, so they refuse to post on there. And the the simple act of posting on social media, you can get very lost in it, and you can become a very um, lost person in- yeah. internally because you're you're meeting standards of everyone else. You're just trying to you're just trying to like post something to get likes or engagement. Yes, them. but if you're actually trying to be yourself and, and like truly being like reflecting whatever that, that takes there is more reward and like internally reflecting and sharing that on there and getting one person to say, dude, that was sick. Yeah. That like, like there's all these documentaries of likes kill you. Uh, that you, you lose your self confidence and all this stuff. Like, all right. Yeah. You, you're lost already. Like there was something before you started posting that you were lost. Like if I told my younger brother to start posting on social media about how he's an avid swimmer and like what swimming has done, um, to like, Help him find structure and like fulfillment in his in his day to day he he's refused to do it
2: right, but so my i I agree with you on the asset of that, but my my pushback or like my argument would be like why like so what what gain okay. what would his goal and, and and it's not even a disagreement it's just like a and from your side of things, would his goal take your brother's swimming for example, would his goal of posting that to be to get feedback on a, like a legitimate tactical thing like a swimming drill or just meet a new friend what what do you see the value of? that being posted.
0: Yeah. And that's different for every person. For, right. For me, I would find the value and I chose to take 20 minutes to physically write out my thoughts and put it in a manner where someone could grasp it. And that in itself, no one takes the time to actually like, tr- like get in there and, and, and to do so, work.
2: So, so put it from the other side of it. Let's say that, you know, you encourage doing that. Let's say somebody hears us, they take that advice. Then they go to Facebook and it's not your brother, we'll just stick on to the, let's just say somebody, it, it's gaming. They love gaming, they're talking about their experience, what it's done for them socially, and they post 200 words on Facebook. Are you going to read it? Are you the type of person that would honestly read that? Because that my pushback has always been, people love putting out content, but no one loves consuming it. People love to think that they put out, a, if it's a long written content, that everyone's going to consume. But like my my pushback always, and it's not even negative, is that how do you find something that, if, that adds value to yourself, but is also easily consumable and brings equal value or enjoyment entertainment from somebody else and my my continued argument for that is that's why tiktok has been so popular especially recently is that there's it's so easy to consume on the one aspect that it's very limited text and it brought the fun back to social media social media has become this tedious almost chore for a lot of people like they feel like they have to post those things on facebook they feel like they have to update instagram audiences or tweet uh, Constantly versus TikTok is like you go on TikTok to strictly be entertained. There's no other purpose, and it's yeah. done that very well. It brought the fun back to social media. So I've always just said like you got to find that balance of pleasing yourself and finding equal
0: value or entertainment for somebody else. Yeah, yeah. and like I said, I'm loosely playing around with this idea, right? And and in saying, and that I, I hope like, you know I'm not like shooting it down. No, it's no, just it's like it's like how I look at it. Like yeah. it's like because I sit there on TikTok an hour a day, and I waste away an hour every single day right, but it's no, 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 but maybe, studying tiktok <laughs> yeah <it's> like <laughs> you like to say that a spark a right? research um but uh, like yeah. and i post on tiktok and i wait for it to catch a, a stream to yeah. get 300 views and if it doesn't i feel bad about myself
2: i i, to- I that's the biggest thing is that's that that's where that the hit of dopamine from getting likes and going viral and all that stuff and that's that's always been my battle with social media is that I constantly am asking myself, I'll write out posts all the time, whether it's on LinkedIn, Facebook, or anything, and I'll I'll post and I'll ask myself, does anyone care? Like, am I posting this to make myself feel better about myself? Did I get featured in an article and I'm sharing this to actually share what's in it? Or is it just so you know that I was featured? And I ask myself that all the time. And I oftentimes end up don't posting it because I don't have what I think is the right answer. Like, I don't have enough substance to bring value and I'm just sharing something for personal gain Mm -hmm. and i think that i don't know if a lot of people think like that but that's always been my battle on why i've never i've never been huge into sharing things on social media like i have a a decent following on platforms and i don't post nearly as much as i
0: probably should and or other people in my situation would Mm -hmm. and then to that i i would say to those people that don't necessarily need that gratification or don't 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 see the value in it then document your shit though like find a way to document your shit even it like my brother, I'm going to go back to him. Like he is just sitting watching Netflix and doing nothing. In the sense of like, yeah, you, you, like there's
1: no t- personal productivity.
0: Yeah, and personal growth. Like it's coming to a complete halt. He does not have work to like. He works as a coach, so there's no coaching. He is not in swim practice and he's not in school. So like right. what are you doing, brother? And uh, I'm like post on LinkedIn every day. See what you can do. And and that and that, that I should make sure, to it.
2: and I should underline that that I don't discriminate at all. If you're producing substance and you're trying and you're genuinely and I think the question I always encourage people to ask themselves is, "What is the value add for somebody else?" And make and it's not just for personal gain. But if it is just for personal gain, almost like admit that, like you just and get enjoyment out of posting it, like, and you you feel, you know, fulfilled by posting and even updating on your life. Today I did this. That's totally fine. But it's almost like own up and let that be your message that like this is something I enjoy doing. Like, there it is. Yeah. So, I think at the root of
1: everything we're saying right now, does that make like, sense? Like, is that? No, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was. Yeah like at the root of what I think what you both are talking about here is like you really got to like love what you're capturing or love what you're doing in order to want to share it so like in your brother's sense you know he's a junior senior like likes probably loves swimming but like that's not something that's gonna be and maybe he wants to be a coach someday maybe he wants to soar and actually invest in swimming if that were the case then I think he'd be much more keen to your suggestion of, hey, start posting swimming videos. Hey, start doing this. Hey, start doing that. But it's you post on social media and you you share things because you want to share it. Like when I create something, the first thing I want to do is show my friends because I want to know what they, they like to do. But it's because I love what I'm putting out there regardless of it's a dumb tiktok or regardless of it's like a, a long
2: post and see, that's kind of like the root of my point is that if you yeah. get personal enjoyment out of it then who is who the anyone cares who is who is anyone to tell you that you shouldn't or can't do it because it's yes. totally fine i think that that's just i've always had this like love hate perspective and relationship with all social media because i find i'll look at a story and be like god i hate that he posted that it's just showing off this but then i'll catch myself and i'm doing the same thing unintentionally like I'll, I'll post that i was on somebody's boat like what is like I didn't need it. Like, what does that do? Right, yeah. like, I just have that. Like, and I find myself being guilty of it, and I have to ask myself all the time, like, one, I'm not getting any enjoyment out of posting this, and who is gaining anything? And if it's neither of the two, then why did I post it? And that's kind of like, if it's not
1: gaining you, then why? Why? What are you right. doing? It, but I also think to Andrew's point, like the reason he's saying post on LinkedIn every day, the reason he's saying start something, don't is you keep, can find enjoyment. Is you can find enjoyment. But if and you, that, I agree with for but sure. But think about if you have a tick. Think about if you have something that you you like. You like guitars. You like. Uh, selling this you like doing that and you and you just say okay i'm gonna i'm gonna share that with everybody i'm gonna i'm gonna put my mind towards towards that thing that i really like to do and because i like it i'm gonna share it right Mm -hmm. if the consistent process andrew and i've been doing this for three years the consistent process of feeding that continuous loop of what you like to do and then it
0: ultimately turns into what you love to do yeah that is the most
1: personal, rewarding thing of all time. 100%. I think that's what you're getting at.
0: Yes. that At the root of it is what I'm getting at because we are choosing to personally reflect on what we're doing and trying to find a way to articulate it out to a society. Right. Okay, so there's the, the win in what we're doing. We're going a step further and finding a way like what would others see, how do others see us when yeah. we actually put yeah. that content out? That is what I love about what we do is because we force ourselves to be ourselves and then share it in a way that people want to relate to it. Okay. So you can have that mindset, but you can also have the mindset of capturing it and containing it. Like fucking William Shakespeare writing King Lear during the black plague. Like he chose to sit down and write that because everyone else is closed off during society. And he writes this magnificent, magnificent play. Um, Like he chose to reflect internally the whole time. and, And there's no mediums to share, but he is actually like spending time reflecting on himself that is what i'm saying like when someone says they're bored you like you should have a moment or an instance of boredom where you're like all right now i have an opportunity to like actually dive into myself if there's nothing left on the to-do list if there's no other chores you don't have to sit next to your kids and occupy them um that is where i get irritated when i like jump on a call with family and friends right now and they say i'm bored i'm like and then that, that first thing that comes to mind is post on fucking LinkedIn because that's right. what I do.
2: Right, and my my component on that is the idea of sharing and, and being in a society that encourages people to share. That's why I have been, and I've talked about it before, like the biggest component of Instagram hiding likes. Like I think there's no value unless you're in the business side of something, you're an influencer, you make your, your, your correlation between likes directly correlates to your revenue. You get a certain amount of likes, you get bigger brand deals. For anybody, and I don't know how you'd work around that, there's no reason to show likes because that by nature encourages people to post more authentic posts, especially on a platform very visual like Instagram. I oftentimes will have a really cool picture that I want to post and I won't because I'm like, my audience doesn't want to see this. It's not going to get good engagement. And that's why I'm so hesitant to share things is because like I, I I personally get hung up on the who cares factor. I And I I haven't posted on Instagram in over a month. Like I think the last picture I posted was one from Thailand. Like, and it's just, I struggle with that because it's like, I'm a victim almost of like the, I have to appease to people and not share what I genuinely love. So, and and that's why I've been a component of, you know, trying to detach likes from the content and figuring out a...
1: I think there is a, there's something there too, because you know, the algorithms, everyone always says, like, hey, find your niche, find your, do your thing. I'm like watching, there's all these like different TikTok videos that come up on our For You page, like, here's how you go viral on TikTok, like, here's how you build a consistent following, like, if you're, if you're posting workout videos on TikTok, like, your workout videos are going to do well on TikTok. If you start doing other things on your workout page on TikTok, it's not going to work. And I think that's the riches are in the niches. Everyone always says that, and it, it's true for the most part. But, like, why can't your niche just be like you? Why can't you just, like, and it should be that right, way. So f- and, and why can't we just look at it that way? Because think about, and, like, take TikTok out of it, but, like, think about your tweet the other day. Like, yeah. That tweet was interacted with for how long a week yeah still a week at least you posted for a you posted one thing for at one moment in time and for a week it was remembered and engaged with and after that the most engagement I've ever had and then after that whatever impact you made in that one week is what lives on forever so think about it in terms of Instagram if you post a picture that doesn't get a lot of good engagement sure I, I I understand that that there's a there's a lack of dopamine there that, right. that you did not get. But, and like that was seen by X amount of people for probably two to three days. And
2: what was interesting is I just, rem- you reminded me, I told you to re- remind me of the interaction I had with a lady on a bike path yesterday. Oh yes. And that the reminded on me. on the bike path. Yeah. Yeah. So I went for a bike by myself yesterday I was getting out of my car, I was taking the bike out of my mom's Jeep and I was standing there and this lady comes by with the cutest dog, a Bernadoodle. It's like a Bernese mountain dog and a Labrador. The dog, just, like, very graciously comes and interacts with me. I'm, like, petting the dog, and he's just, like, giving me this weird look. Like, kind of, like, staring at me. Like, almost like if somebody was, like, sizing me up. But like I could tell that, like, she either knew me from somewhere or had something. She's, like, then she says, oh, you look so familiar. And I was, like, oh, okay. I was, like, any ideas? And she's, like, I don't know your face. I've just seen your face before. And I'm sitting there, like, that fucking face. I was just thinking in my head. I was, like, I, I was, like, I wasn't going to start throwing things out there, like, where she would have known. I was, like, I don't know. And then she goes oh, are you the Corona kid? And I was like, oh my God. I was like, and she goes, I saw a le- a, they, an article that had your picture in it in the Today Show online that was a reference to your tweet. So talk about impact of a tweet that my genuine intentions, and when I talk about it, it was not for that tweet to go viral. My tweet was, I knew the shock factor that would come from my friends and the friends of my friends hearing that one of their close friends had coronavirus would at least encourage one person to stay home. And my goal is to do that for people I cared about and their friends is like, yes, you got to stay home if you're having symptoms or until you're over it, all these different things. And that was my intention. And it showed because I was I wouldn't have posted if it wasn't. And then it worked because people were, you know, a bunch of people were applied, tons of engagement. And somebody saw me and said, I saw your article and I think it's good and so happy to see that you're healthy. And it was a great interaction. And that was like kind of like my experience of like genuine social posting. And that's why I'm, I don't know, I, I should post more, but I'm just always hesitant until I have a real genuine reason to do so.
0: Hmm.
1: I, I, yeah, I think that's, it's, it's interesting because but the algorithms like we're saying it,
2: it's like you you almost have to beat them
1: right and well like from a strategy perspective from a, so that's the thing right there's there's kind of like a I kind of see it as like a flow chart or maybe like a hierarchy of like needs so like for for my perspective and what Andrew was touching on earlier which is like when you when you post something you should just genuinely love whatever the hell you're posting right, right? and then once you get past that, Once you're always just genuinely loving what you're posting, regardless of what you put out there, like you think that video is funny or you think that you just love that picture or whatever it is, like the second tier is always in my head like, okay. Well, how can I present this in the best way? Is it going to get good engagement? Is it going to get good, good engagement? So uh, that's when you add the filters. That's when you you chop right. the video the right way so that the the first three seconds right. so, is the right way or so capture. Yeah. So
2: knowing you guys are big into TikTok, which I think is very legitimate because it's it's growing. It's the most right now. It's the most interactive and trending platform there is. Like people, everyone's talking about it. So from like a strategy perspective, like out of curiosity, how many? Well, first of all, I know you guys post a lot of things that aren't. Clips of podcasts. It's funny bits. Andrew just posted that one that was we were watching before it was really good. Blowing up. Do you do you how many clips of like actual podcast conversations do you have on there? Any? Uh one One a week. week. One a week? So that like my Yeah, look at that. Strategy. Same room. Same room. Living in the same room. From from a strategy perspective, like are you listening to not even my pod, like this conversation right now specifically, but any of them? Are you like throughout it thinking like I'll remember that in my head. That would be a good clip for TikTok. Like, are you? 100%, oh yeah, 100%. yeah. So like, 100%. so what is that process in your head? Is it is it genuine? Like that was interesting, or like what's up with the times? What's gonna trend? Like a mixture of both.
1: A mixture yeah. of
0: both. For you sure. go down that
2: chart. Like this is
0: awesome, and I think, and you can kind of find that. Yeah. You know. Like I like I hear you talk, and I'm like, that is. Fifteen seconds. I put some right. classical music behind it. That's inspirational. That fires me up. I know it will fire. up And I know.
2: I and listen. I know that being a business-minded person, that that's the way you were thinking. That's kind of why I asked it. I was like, "There's no way that they're just like watching it. Like they're thinking throughout this. Like where can we pull social content?" And I don't. Like I said, I don't even mean my interview specifically. Like when I tuned in, I watched Chang's. I was watching it live on Instagram. I was thinking like I was listening to this thing like even in my head it's not my podcast like oh that'd be a that'd be a great clip to to warehouse like, just to have like mm-hmm. and that's how I think I was like I'm, it's interesting to like see that we almost align in the thing of it's like that mixture of I like it and I think it will perform well and get engagement and it's like that culmination it's almost like the right Venn diagram. It's the,
0: it's, yeah it's the it's the golden tri- triangle except it's only two points and yeah. where we've been fortunate and we're going to continue to dive down this this everlasting thing of brands not looking at us fully because of what, how we're portraying it. But like, Mm -hmm. we can do whatever the fuck we want in the sense of like, we, we just, we hear something and we push it out there because we love it. And we know that like, that was genuinely yourself. And, and that's what performs well. And if it doesn't, then like we miss something like a time of day or a hashtag or something random like that. But That's what sucks the most is like when someone does something really cool and we want to share it and it doesn't work in the algorithm. That's what hurts me. Declan will spend a month and a half on a post that means a lot to us and it gets a thousand people to watch it. Very cool. And And then we spend 20 seconds on something where he walks into the kitchen and and looks at a post-it note and it gets 30,000 (laughs) views. And that's what hurts ultimately. 100%. We tried to do our best to like workshop something that's truly ourselves, and it didn't work. And we did something and very mi- minor, and it worked.
2: From a branding side of things, like the back pocket, do you guys typically agree on those things? Like from a strategy, like like let's say you're pulling a clip, uh, how often do you guys like? No, like one of you thinks yes, this is a good one, and Andrew loves this, Declan doesn't. Do you guys have those? Or are you guys on the same page all the time?
0: All the time, yeah. And that's productive, no? Like you guys, yeah. yeah. Because he'll he'll want to throw something knucklehead out there, and I want to do something serious, and we'll have to find this the fine line all the time between. The two
2: yeah, days. and but, yeah. I think it's about like, especially in a time like this, finding that balance. Like, not even like trying to like find how far you can go with a corona joke anymore, because it's almost like those are irrelevant. But it's I'm like, exhausted. But but it's almost like finding the balance of like that board is, is 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 funny, but it's also like productive. Like it has like actual takeaways of things that people. Can do like the board gets brought off our <laughs> like one don't panic yeah. like that's legitimate like don't panic like seriously don't panic like <laughs> just stay at home if you're not feeling well you're gonna be <laughs> fine <laughs> now like then you go down a little bit
0: what does it say uh, call your grandparents. Uh, buy, buy flight tickets for the summer. That's, that might not <laughs> work <didn't> anymore. <laughs> hey, look, look, look. <laughs> this was March that 13th. Yeah, they didn't age well, all right? <laughs> and
1: you know what did, also <laughs> didn't also didn't age well? Number six, have corona-themed parties. <laughs>
2: <laughs> didn't age well. Hey, get,
1: guess what? Can't do that anymore. <laughs> I'll say it. Bad taste. <laughs> I'll say what? And I'll tell you what? The number one fact we put up there, which I'm still saying it slaps to the 100th degree, dogs can't get coronavirus. Oh, my God.
2: I'll say what. If I could not have interacted with my dogs during my quarantine... Right. Would have been totally different.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. You know, right, so back to your point, though, and what Andrew was talking about with, like, social interaction, like, and even with, like, podcast downloads, I've just totally taken that and just bundled it up and just thrown it out the window. Right. I just look at, like, the the single point of we posted, because no matter what you do, that makes at least an impact of one person. And I know we always talk about this this thing of like, oh, if you impact one person, it's great, it's great. It's like, dude, if I posted and it only got one, it only impacted a little, like it only got one like, I'd be p- kind of pissed. But at the same time, like I'm looking at this thing of like, look, people are seeing this, but not necessarily engaging. And if they're seeing us from five different aspects, five different perspectives, and then also kind of five different pieces of content. Mm. Like when you brought up earlier about TikTok, like are you guys thinking of like, oh, that's a TikTok. Oh, that's a TikTok. Oh, that's a TikTok. Of, absolutely. Of course we're doing that because yeah. that's what TikTok provides, right? When I think of something funny, I tweet it. When I when I capture an awesome moment of Andrew getting a haircut in our backyard, I post it on Instagram.
2: Right. And what- it'd be interesting to me to look at it from the perspective. Like let's say we all sat down separately, rewatched this podcast here, for example, and see... If we had to each pick one 30 second clip, whether it was something I said, Jack said, Andrew, Decky said, like, right. what would we each pick? Like, it, Or yeah. even even more specific, one thing I said, or one thing Andrew said, if we'd, if, if there'd be overlap in what we picked. Yeah. Right.
0: The cash cow uh, thing you went with, uh, Cash is King. Yeah. That's LinkedIn. LinkedIn will eat that up and you'll win all day long. We talk about uh, had, something. No, we talked
1: about TikTok. That's probably good for TikTok. <laughs>
0: yeah. We talk about our moms being afraid that's probably instagram instagram <laughs> right
1: so so what we're getting is just like instagram for sure duh instagram for uh, uh. <laughs> but there's there's just like this aspect of like there's different value that each thing provides so like we already love what we're doing like we're we're wanting to post on all the platforms regardless because we see uh, a bigger value but then like the second part is what we all we're all just talking about like right.
2: there's a different value for each platform just like give it a try but then again i would also say like like the me and Jack agreeing on the, the cash conversation. Like, yeah, LinkedIn would eat that up. But what I would argue then like people on LinkedIn have some idea of financial responsibility. Like to me, it might not get as good of engagement, but the people that saw it on a TikTok, a 14 to 17 year old, right. as they start getting their first job thinking maybe instead of, you know, doing this with my money, maybe I should hang on to some of it. Like that's what I, that's the way I look at it is mm. like, mm.
0: so then I, I didn't, just...
2: I didn't, I didn't look at it until you said mm. LinkedIn. And I was like, yeah, that's, that is a LinkedIn comment. But then in the back of my head, the other side, he's like, wait a minute. Who needs to hear that? Who needs to hear that? You should probably save some damn money for the next time nobody has jobs. Like, right. Hey, guess what? Don't need a 20-year-old
1: tell me what to do with my money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if I'm 14 to 17-year-old, I might be interested. But that's the whole point. We had Luis, uh, Luis Leonardo, the guy who started yeah, Embrace, uh, Embrace North. North. Yeah. So he talks about this, this concept of be the pink cow. And if you're and driving on a Hawaii, if you're driving on a, on a, on a freeway and you're driving a bunch of bunch of uh, by a bunch of fucking cows and you all of a sudden see a pink cow, you're going to turn and look and be like, holy shit, that's a pink cow. I want to take a picture of the pink cow. I want to take a selfie with the pink cow. What is that pink cow doing? Right. Yeah. Be that in all of the different things that you do. Right. So what you just described of is a pink po- cow is in a TikTok. pink cow is posting the thing that, that makes sense right. on LinkedIn might actually do better on
2: TikTok because it's, a, it's, more it's unique. a fucking pink cow. Everyone's dancing, but who's telling you that your Amazon stocks can't buy you a loaf of bread on TikTok? <laughs> <laughs> but, but
1: seriously, that's the way I think about it. But, mm-hmm. but dude, that's that's the shit that fucking just fires me up. Like, I was right in the other I day. love strategy
2: thought. Like, just I in general. It. Just like, even on, not even, I don't want to call TikTok dumb, but like, not, that's not even what I, like, like on simple things like that. Like, seeing how some people are so successful and there's no strategy versus... You guys can sit here and ideate things, and at the end of the day, it, it is down to the algorithm. Like, I mean, it, that's, what, that's how I look at it. It's just so fascinating to try different things, see what works, see what sticks, see what doesn't. Right, and, and like, if you're going to do it
1: every single day, there's a good chance, there's a better chance that you're going to, you know, quote-unquote, go viral than if you, you questioned it and then just took it off because you're like, hey, Yeah,
2: go viral is so, like, uncool. You just got to say, here's a good chance you're just going to go boom. Okay, you're just going to go boom.
1: Like I told you my tweet went
0: boom. It's like a fart boom. in the wind. Yeah. <laughs> boom, <laughs> and it stunk, and it was kind of impressive, but it's gone. Yeah, well, will just.
2: What are some fun things we could talk about? I feel like no. Hold on, there's just. Uh oh, no, this no fun yet. Thing. No fun yet. I, I Becky just decides when I... we go fun. Yeah, what's up? This man? is fun, dude. Just like... I like your socks,
0: by the way. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Yeah, I realize after it's how boring I am. I'm just murdered out over here. Just... You're just.
0: Yeah. I was why... going to ask you this in the beginning of the podcast. You went with the ninja look. You're just yeah, I mean, all black samurai. You should black. see me when I
2: throw in the top knot. I can my
0: hair's long enough. Last time blue. you wore like some pink
2: shirt or pink
1: yeah, sweatshirt. the no problema hoodie. Right, it's and been you, retired.
0: Ooh, can we have you it? You
1: burn it or what? No, nah,
2: it's hanging up in the closet. It's just not part of the roto. I've I've right. I've found myself rocking more neutral
0: clothes.
1: You
2: should donate or post put
1: mm. it on Poshmark then. Maybe.
0: Sign it. Probably not. It looks first yeah, corona victim. But I think I don't <laughs> know. no problema, Jack. How long have
1: we been going for?
2: <laughs> Alright, so know. I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> Scratch
1: that. It's seven fifteen. Seven fifteen. So 7:15. about an hour twenty. Uh, hour twenty. So Maybe we may hour thirty. Uh, look, guys, we may have lost a couple of listeners based on what we've already said this far. But if, you're, if 32 you are hour thirty two minutes. Hour thirty two. So perfect. Thank you, Jack. So, you're like, it, it, here's the thing: we we never really care about this because you know, like, when my whole thing when I was what I was getting back to, and I think what we've been talking about for a little bit here is just the idea of like how fun it is to problem solve. Whether yeah. it's just like you're in Corona and you're like, all right, I got to figure out like what my business straight up is going to be. Big problems, forward. little problems, the process. And some people hate it. I do, but I, and I think you guys agree with me because we've been talking about it for so long, but like, man, it is just, I just get so much enjoyment and fascination when I see a problem. I'm like, interesting. Like, okay, we have a problem. Mm-hmm. Like, let's see how we can figure it out and solve it. And that's it. a
2: very big Difference, and I think that kind of ties into like in my mind, like people that thrive off of predictability versus, you know, not knowing what's going to happen in six months. Like there's certain people that have had the same job for thirty years, same salary, and they they like knowing what they're going to do every, knowing exactly what their daily tasks are going to be. And when a problem comes up, it it shuts them down. They shut down internally. They don't know how to solve it without help. And, and there's other people like yourself, like I in myself, I I even like attempting, even if I can't come up with an answer, I love just like ruminating on a solution on big like big problems fun things like all the above it's part of what I like to do mm. right and I, I just think it's I don't know I just
1: that was one thing I wrote down when uh I was just like we had uh me and the roommates had done a podcast uh just all the roommates, the roommates and I yeah the roommates President and Sullivan
0: I. told you this on episode six the roommates and I the roommates and I well do you know
2: how you know between me and I you just go to the
0: other subject
2: and if it makes sense without it, so for example, like if you said the roommates and me, if the roommates weren't there and the sentence was just yourself, that's how you know. So for example, uh, me just filmed the podcast doesn't make sense, but roommates and
0: I just f- filmed the podcast. And never people. put me before the roommates. Oh my god, if you ever. Oh man, and that's good. what you did. The roommates and I did something called the Roommate Quarantine Podcast. And All what? Right. And what came out of that, Techie? Uh, Proper grammar. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm so glad that we're audibly ex- describing that to other people right like, I actually did learn just something
2: so know, like if so. the subject of the other subject besides yourself, me or I is not there that's if you get rid of it, does a sentence make sense properly if it's me or I and that's all you know right right um, so wait, I was talking about <laughs> it's just like
1: problem solving problem solving and the roommates and, and the roommates you. oh okay, so one thing that we did with all the roommates <laughs> and I.
2: <laughs> uh, Nailed it, Attaboy. I don't know. If there, he either. there he goes. There uh, he goes. Fellas, fellas, <laughs> help me out, dude. Keep it that's,
1: going. That's one thing about social media, dude. If if you screw up grammatically, there's always someone to help. Oh, you Oh, and out.
2: that that's no, that's got to be the most degrading. You put your time and effort into something, and somebody just hits you with like the the different kind of word with the asterisks. Your your oh man, <laughs> you get drilled with that.
1: Oh. Yeah right. Hammered. Talk about it's on you though. Yeah, whatever, dude. Yeah, be better. But we post it because we love it, regardless of the of the fucking grammatical errors, right?
0: Right. That's what we're boiling down to. I
1: think that's what we arrived at. Uh, forty fucking minutes ago. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> what I was saying is like, we were talking about like Jack Burke had actually brought up how like this was a this was a moment or a podcast that he's like always been looking forward to because it was a time where we were all just going around the right. the, the the horn here talking about. The shit that we all have on each other as roommates being with each other for the oh, last that sounds two years so fun it was so fun and i like went and and chopped up the whole podcast make it look nice because i was like you know what regardless of how many downloads or views this gets like i'm excited for 29 year old declan to, to find re- this, to listen to, to it. go back and then watch a nice video and and 1080p and like actually have a nicely produced podcast that we can all relate to um but even further like uh, actually, listening to the feedback that I got, I was, I just whipped out my journal and started just like writing down all the shit that like everybody around here was like writing, like, all right, Declan, like, you got to figure this shit out. Like, you, you got to turn the oven off. You got to turn the oven off. Like, Andrew had the perfect quote, which was like, you know, training Declan in as a person <laughs> is, it requires a lot of like, it's, it, what is it? Discipline and, and encouragement. And encouragement. And we're not doing enough discipline. <laughs> Jackie needs discipline. Well, and Jackie needs discipline. And, and, and that's exactly right. But I, so, I was I was writing all that stuff down. And it was just like so fascinating like how much that actually sticks with
2: me. Have you guys enjoyed being quarantined together? Oh, my like, like, God. We've had I, the best quarantine of all time. Jack, back me up on this. Well, this.
1: This quarantine has been fucking grand slamming,
3: dude. I think we're having more fun than the average American. like i gotta be honest
2: with you coming in here and like knowing all of you now like over the past like i'm jealous like i would way rather be living quarantined here like i would way rather be part of the roommate squad than chilling at home with i love my mom my mom has been the best caretaker yeah no shots at the mom but i just have i'd be having more fun if i was living here
0: easily right yeah. <laughs> and it's bad to say that i don't feel guilty because I'm like, I'm winning at this. Right. Like I, I I get to be around my boys. You shouldn't feel guilty. All day long. And they get to do their work. They're making money. They're stable. I know they're healthy. And I get to sit along with them and see them win. And yeah, I'll I'm,
1: say it. I'm yeah. jealous. Yeah. But like, again, back to my like outliers take about how like we are such a, a minute part of the world right now where we can say. Dude, we are having a blast during COVID nineteen quarantine times twenty twenty. Right, like we had so much fun that we made a poster about it. We're having so much fun that we're recording. Multiple but you're also a- it's
2: important to echo that you're being respectful to it. I mean, like you're not you're not the people right. that are going on vacations and planes. Like, sure, you're making the best in a productive way of the situation. You're all working. You're all yeah. hanging out. You're staying inside for the most part. But like, but to your point, like it might not be it might not be as
1: relatable. Like someone. They're oh, all of our parents, all 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 kinds of people. I'm sure are listening to this. Like fuck these guys. Like fuck these guys that they just invited a kid over with who just beat coronavirus, and like now we're sitting and, and here that's and, talking about it and and having just a rip roaring time like, as if it didn't matter. Right, and know?
2: to an extent, like I'm very selective now of my interactions, and I'm sure somebody will have the attitude of I can't believe on both sides of it. You had him in your house, and me w- went to go there. I've had numerous people from. All the departments of health tell me I'm fine. That doesn't mean I should go out and socially interact with the world. My uncle and grandpa, who have both been at HCMC for decades, have said all things point to being immune. Yes, be smart, but we're now like in a way creating more awareness. Like I mean, like it's just like we're having a conversation. Somebody will listen to this and learn about my first symptoms, and now they'll share that with somebody else. I mean, like, it, and we're being respectful on. Nearly all of the guidelines. We're sitting far away from each other. I didn't go anywhere else before this. I mean, like, it, it is what it is. We you got to make the best it. We finned up, dude. Yeah. And it, uh, and, it and, is what it is. It is
0: what it is. <laughs> <laughs> and then we eventually talked about TikTok for 30 minutes. And, like, you, you know, you got COVID, you got people in villas in Italy with generations on generations sitting alongside each other that are struggling. And we're talking about TikTok. So, right. Yeah, people are looking at us, middle fingers in the air, fuck the back pocket. But, we're and to your point, Jonah, we're trying our best to, like, you know, we're trying to not look at it like we're a fucking nut. Right. And I can
2: see what you're saying where somebody would have that attitude, but in my mind, you're not doing anything wrong. Like, I mean, like, you haven't made a disrespectful, distasteful comment about it. You're just, you found a way, like we talked about a little bit ago, like, to... Productively stay on brand and bring awareness to topic and still have fun. Like what if somebody gets mad at you because you're in a situation where you are able to have fun, I mean that's you can't get mad at somebody for once again, whether it be financially preparing, being in a situation. I mean sure you can be envious, but envy is always there. But I think you can't get mad at you guys for
0: having a good time. No way. No way. We're starting to finally come around. Say to ourselves say to ourselves, it is what it is.
1: (laughs) Do you think though like (laughs) And, 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 again, going back to the, the idea that, like, I think we're on a grants like, who the who the hell cares about, you know, how we're perceived, right? Yeah. And I know we just talked about that, but, like, God, what an opportunity that we have to, like, not have to have any, like, front-facing adversity or front-facing worries in our life that now, like, we're already thinking, like, three or four steps ahead of when the pandemic ends. Yeah like we're we're in a very small minute class of like problem solving to in a, in a futuristic degree and just like actively tracking it until we get there like we're all all four of us in this room are like you know part of us is like can't wait till this ends but like okay when it does end how am i gonna act how are we gonna when thrive? it does end, how am i gonna thrive when it does end how are we gonna capitalize what is the ultimate need of this society when it doesn't like
0: what does n- it look like for me winning to help as many other people win
1: exactly right and, and and that's what i'm most fascinated about and that's why this time is so interesting because like there's there's part of you that's documenting the journey right this podcast is documenting the journey what how what is it like to have coronavirus symptoms we talked about that for you know 20 minutes already you know that what's it it's so cool that we can now say that we had someone who had coronavirus who got who defeated coronavirus not to brag on this podcast right like that's that's a cool
2: thing but like and that that's the, that's my point is it's cool we had fun and it's productive we gave somebody some sort yes, of substance dude. of like knowing the timeline my interaction of what it was like so like people have people have been hitting me up non-stop what were your conversations like how do you know you're clear and it's like i, I had no symptoms for a week like I'm, I'm fine now it's just like anything else yeah. it, it, I'm good. And now you
0: say, go to the back pocket, see what I said. Yeah, yeah. Well, is. actually, that's there, that's there a, it went. That's it a went. good point. No? I <laughs> there, actually kind of want to get did. your
1: like, your opinion on this, and you're gonna, you're obviously in this situation now. So like, part of what Andrew and I do, right? Like we're we are a production content factory. You come in here, and you're gonna have eight eight or nine or to ten pieces of content that you can use and share. with.
0: Yeah. For yourself. And And, you have one long form version of it. Yeah.
1: And you have one long form all all basically funneling back to this very conversation. But from the perspective of you like my biggest question in my own head when I'm sending you links or sending you pictures or sending you videos like pretty much all I want to do is send you something that you love so much that you're willing to share.
2: Right. And I have no doubt that out of this you'll find something that you guys like and I'll probably like the same thing because I know we think alike and whether it was the clip that we, uh, we a conversation Jack and I had and agreeing on, you know, conversation around financially being prepared or something. I talked about my symptoms. Like I I have no doubt that there'll be something that, right. I'm just
1: trying to figure out like, and I
2: think it'll be, I don't even remember what I said, but like about the being financial, I'm sure it was a good, it was a great balance of you talking about like emotionally and, you know, being prepared and you being used to working remotely i don't remember what you said to be honest not too rude it was it was, it was great but it, though but it
1: doesn't matter Oh we'll probably cut it right there right <laughs> you know like let's be real we only have 40 seconds to really grasp the attention here mm-hmm. but like from our perspective like th- a lot of our growth is based on the person who's sitting on the couch that you're yeah. sitting on right and yeah. like a lot of the content that i put out is like yeah, we want it to be beneficial to back pocket, but like back pocket's not only us, but it's you. 100%. So, I'm always trying to figure out like what's beneficial to you? What what do you love so much about this conversation that you're willing to share? Is it a picture? Is it a video? Is it this is it that? Because I'll tell you what, like you reposting on your Instagram story is fucking sick. Like that I hope someone on our Instagram right now is tuning in live to watch Jonah talk about what what yeah. he's been going through, right? Like there's a genuine interaction there but there's also another point of like how how do we how do we grab the people that love you love Jonah regardless of what you post regardless of what you do there's a there's a certain percentage of people that love what you are doing back pocket is sharing what you love to do i want i want some of those people to just just come along with the ride a great oh I like Jonah
2: Oh, I like, now I like Jack. Now I like Andrew. Now I want to, maybe I'll, maybe I'll listen to another one. And it's almost like the progression of watching a TV show. You might watch a TV show because you like a character. And then as you go in, you like all you start the characters. To and then you're like, oh, yeah. I don't really just like that character. I like the storyline. Oh, I like the music. And it all is a exactly. journey. Exactly. So you're yeah. following what I'm saying. So Yeah, like, it's a great point.
1: Andrew and I, our biggest growth tool, right, are these genuine interactions. I... There's there's all kinds of strategy and stuff that we talked about behind the scenes yeah. of like how do we make Jonah look like this awesome dude who he is already, but like how do you how do you promote him to the greater universe to get them to listen to your podcast? That's great, but I would much rather triple down on the five percent of those people that love right, Jonah, and, I, and it's almost and that like we can now loop in because they are all like minded,
2: and I view it as equal value like in the in the aspect of I'm on this podcast somebody new will hear about me and you I'm on the I come on the podcast and for you me reposting the story has value to you but I, I see it as I and in my eyes I wouldn't do it if I didn't believe in the people Declan and Andrew in the podcast I wouldn't have been here there's probably in, amongst all the other medias other people have hit me up I'm not going to do something that I don't care about right now especially and on top of that like I I feel like in in a in a way from a friendship perspective I owe it to you to repost it because I want to see you succeed. Sure. And I and I'm a platform whether it's the Back Pocket podcast talking to Dr. Oz tomorrow whatever that is like I value it on the same level. Like you're giving me as a way bigger platform in the time I've been here we've been talking for an hour and 45 minutes. I mean like somebody's going to hear of me that hadn't before so I want to repay that by bringing some form of growth and engagement to you so whether that's reposting it Tagging like I did, you said you were coming story. I took a screenshot and posted it on my Instagram story before this. Like those are little things to me, like to show gratitude in my way.
1: Right. And and on top of that it, it and I love that you brought the, the Doctor Oz point because you know, you're gonna go on Doctor Oz, you're gonna blow up, you're gonna gain probably a thousand followers. You're gonna gra- gain probably this, and you're gonna you're gonna get these impressions. And I, go get by, I don't free. know if I wanna be known
2: as the corona kid is
1: what I keep coming back to and it's like hundred percent. You're you're a real human.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Not a guy who It is what it is. <laughs> But but what you said like goes a
2: goes so much further, right? Like people get to genuinely hear what's going, and on. and that's why I'm here because it's, it's not only that, and it's just fun. Like we have a good time, like right, yeah.
1: and like that's what we're trying to scale, Andrew and I. Like literally, that's what we're trying to scale. Is like Andrew and I are having a blast when when anybody when, when people when if anybody who sits down that we're genuinely curious in and we're good friends with, the podcast is gold yeah like, this is a gold podcast we haven't asked a single question that's like oh we have to build this conversation we got to fill time like no like it's just this is random our, but it's this good. Is us it's, it's it's us and it's good like anyone who's listening feels like they're sitting right next to you jonah yeah. and that's that's where we win and so like i'm trying to figure out in my own head like how do i how do i just continue to to put that like obviously we're putting the podcast out but like how do i really make that look like something that like People are like, fuck yeah, dude! It's Joe Rogan. I'm in. Like, it's it's this. I'm in.
2: Like, we don't have that. And I think it's about sharing those clips, the gold clips of whether it's snippets from the interview. Because on one hand, Joe Rogan is in my mind successful for a few reasons. One, he's a phenomenal interviewer. You can't argue that he has great. He has encourages conversation. He pushes back on people. But beyond that. Part of his continued success growth is he gets crazy people on I mean, he has a three-hour sit-down with Elon Musk. He's the only person that has that. So to his advantage, it's that. But to you guys, you're having these authentic conversations and by posting snippets of what you're talking about and really admitting to that being your goal, like publicly saying, we're simply trying to have these really cool conversations where you feel like you're a part of it. And whether that be a mixture of really sharing those clips and then figuring out, my only thing that I could think of on top of that was figuring out a way for it to be interactive, whether you start you know, not only a live show, but you have call-ins, like people like a radio show more like people are calling in you, you, you bring up a topic. We talk about anything from coronavirus to a Netflix show and have people call in and make it more audience involved would be like,
0: like an idea that I, that's, was, that's kind and, of what we're doing with the, like the the zoom chat. Well, right. And that's the overarching model of 2020. I mean, this attic space can only impact so many people and you can only bring in so many people. By the way, it's super dope up here. Go yeah. ahead and say, Thank you. What do you think for, about the, like the finished woodwork? You know, it's it's, nice it, it's 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 awesome,
2: and I like that you kept the chairs. Nice touch. <laughs> Love those chairs. That Thank couch you. may need a change though.
1: Right, right. If we could find a couch, it
0: a, a nearly the two-hour mark. Are you sinking in a little bit? I'm comfy. Yeah. I run hot though. Like I'm hot right now. Are you guys hot? You guys gonna take our, our yeah.
2: sweatshirts off or what's? I, I I don't wear t-shirts under sweatshirts. A little mm, s- interesting. <laughs> interesting. Declan just looks shirts with... off podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm always warm though. I mean that's a fault of mine. I should have done the shorts and T-shirt look like Andrew. Yeah, I'm here. Right, I'm, I'm Andrew has like changed. Andrew slept country. in those
1: clothes last night. Hey, come on, come now. on, though. don't don't put them on. It's that's quarantine not a, and life, that's not a, and that's not a fucking slap, dude. That's just that's just I like I wear that all the time, and if I and if I and if I was at home and I didn't have to wear
2: pants. I've been wearing that. I looked at myself in the mirror this morning after I brushed my teeth and flossed and did a little lizard. So he brushes teeth. He can't, nothing else you can bash him for. He did the necessities. I did the necessities. So hop
0: off, Deck. But I did look at myself in the mirror <laughs> while I was wearing the exact attire. I looked at myself after I slept in it. I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, carpe diem.
2: And then after that, he said, Andrew, God,
0: you look good. Right into his eyes, his own eyes. Yeah. Oh, fuck that God. happened. Dude. It happened, dude. Straight up, man. Yeah, and at the end of the day, what Deck and I are trying to do is bring this brand out to as many people as we can, and and have a good time with them. Whether we're talking about Coachella, live events, call-ins, whatever it is. Yeah, I feel bad about my negativity towards
2: Coachella. I should say, I hope it happens. No, I didn't get to be a part of it last year. I got your Facebook ads. I listened to that part of my last podcast. You guys targeted me, Andrew, Andy, ad spend over there, got me with that <laughs> one. I want to be a part of it, and i, I the pessimist. The optimistic side me hopes like things. Hope
0: things like that come back by summer, but like, yeah, yeah, who knows? Yeah. Oh man, are we are we hitting the back end of the show? I don't know, hey, Johnny. You had, at you
3: hour fifty one right now.
1: Yeah, sure, man. Wow, Johnny, you oh you brought up you had brought up the the gaudy task of. <laughs> you said, you said. So is there anything else like fun to talk about? Like, have you guys you have wrote... anything in mind? <laughs> I was going
2: to ask the question again. What about, like, I don't, oh, have you guys watched Tiger King? Yeah. Oh, have you watched it? We watched we All watched it. of you? Yeah. All right. On the, all everybody on the count of three, say yes or no if you think Carol killed her husband on the count of three. All right. Ready? Are we all ready? One, two, three. Yes. 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 Okay. There we go. are <laughs> yes. And that's it for today's episode. 100%. And, that, and that's the TikTok. <laughs> most, most engaged I've ever been in a documentary series. Fascinating. Fascinating to yeah. me.
0: Hello, all you cool cats and kittens. Well, That's that, pretty good. That might have creeped me out more than the whole thing. But to me, I don't the, know why, but right, it hit me. It the hit biggest
2: me. shock to me was how like unaware I was to all this. Like the stat that said there's more tigers in captivity in the U.S. than the rest of the world. That, and then how like unaware I am to like this whole topic, and yet these three people that they followed. It's the only thing they do. The only thing they do is care for these tigers, breed these tigers,
0: trade these tigers, and it's their whole life, and I had never even really thought of or heard of a tiger petting zoo. This felt yeah. like the early 2000s, like 1990s, and I'm like, holy shit, this was 2016 to the last year. I'll yeah, the
2: that. filming of it, like the premise, how it's been filmed for five years, and it wasn't even their intentions, really cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that that aspect of storytelling. the The point that you brought up,
1: like we had just watched the last episode last night, and I want more. I want more, right, but... You know, when you watch documentaries, there's usually always like an intention on the that last episode, that last frame that you see. What are they going? What What is someone going to actually leave you with? And what you said is, there are four thousand tigers in the wild right now. Five to ten thousand of them are being sold and traded in the United States. And and you just watched an entire seven-part series on people willing to go to war to kill each other, murder over. Fucking selling and trading tigers Meaning their bottom line Say what you want to say and, 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 and critique what I just said there But like Oh my god It's and it's so brilliant it, it, To a certain degree right Like I I hope to god there's a, there's a certain positivity aspect of like There's plenty of people that saw that last scene And are like Fuck we gotta save the tigers But like Fuck we can't save the tigers Like these two idiots
2: did it. Like my question is But A tiger in captivity can't go live in the wild they they they're dependent on somebody providing food. They don't. They're not hunt. They're by nature they're hunting animals. But uh, like, I, I don't know if this is true. But am I right by saying if you took one of the two hundred tigers that Mr. Joe Exotic has in Oklahoma and you just let them go into the wild in wherever they're from, like where, wherever they their origin of tigers from, would they survive? Like it's like if you put a goldfish in the lake, it can't hunt for itself because it's dependent on being fed food every day. Right. Like is is that natural instinct or is that is that trained instinct to hunt? Right. Yeah, fuck if I know. And right, like that's yeah. my thing. Is like, are those tigers even stable? Maybe they're relocated to a real facility that they're they're humanely. And that's the other thing I don't know how humane one of those places was compared to the other one.
0: So it's just like right, but crazy show, no, crazy, no, crazy the, show. And the purpose of them doing that is what deck's getting on. It's like. They they don't give a shit about that tiger and and its inability to ad- eventually adapt into its natural habitat. They could care less. But they right. are making that the Carol Baskins woman is making millions, buku, buku money, Th- number like, that I can't get my head around. And but, and then Joe Exotic is bringing out people that are struggling throughout their whole <laughs> life, and as they're as it's like the zookeepers and stuff, and like actually giving them. Contributing society right. roles, but, but I like, do
2: think they care about the tigers in a weird way. Like I, I'm not. I think that a they, lot of it's like you have to, to some extent, to dedicate your life and to make as little as money as those people did. Yeah, I don't. know. I was just baffled. Like I had, I'd
1: never even thought of tigers. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. And I think there's a there's a certain aspect, and I think this Something gets about brought up. Felines, right? And I, I think, it, and and this is Dicky Feline speaking on all of this. You know, like we're we're very up to speed, um, but. What I'm saying is there's kind of two sides to the coin here. There is the idea that there's there needs to be an awareness that there are only 4,000 tigers living in, in their natural 100%. habitat. And the entire world can agree that a tiger should be where it should be, in the wild, in the jungle, hunting and, and killing shit and, and moving forward and, and living life, Right. There's another aspect where it's like, man, is a tiger caged up? Will that be able to even survive in, in the wilderness? And that's what I was getting at. But, like, that conversation shouldn't even be had, to be honest. Because think about, think about like, that tiger being kind of like the influencer for all his whole <laughs> fucking general, like, his whole species. <laughs> like, this cute little tiger and me petting this tiger and feeling so good and taking this picture is actually beneficial for the Tiger in the Wild, because people see that, they're like, that's amazing, I'm going to yeah. engage with it, we make money off the engagement, we take that money, and we put it into the Tigers that are actually living, right? I think the model is genius, but everybody's getting wrapped up in the publicity stunt. Joe Exotic right. runs for fucking governor, Carol is... Po- at the- is they're, they're going at war, and that there's like, of course they went right. at war, because... They're both seeing so much benefit, and from at the end
2: it. of the day, whatever they want to say, they're the same. They're doing the same thing. Whether same whether thing. it's a little bit humane, they're they're both owning tigers. But at the end of the day, out of all of this, like if nothing else, I can't remember a time where I was that entertained by like a short docuseries. series. Like I was like so right. engaged. Right. Like the mixture of everything from the tigers to like the relationships, the whole Travis debacle towards the end of oh. the series. Like I, you're watching, you're like you've got to be shitting me that this can't and the fact that it's all on film over the past five years it's not like you weren't you didn't just hear about it. you saw every aspect of what they're talking about has been on camera for the last five years i'm saying i cannot make that shit up you can't and i don't even want to say anything because if somebody for some somehow still on at the two hour mark (laughs) i don't want to ruin it because if you haven't seen it you need to go watch it i tell everybody
1: In as crazy as you might think, there are definitely people tuning in right now. Yeah, I don't
2: know how many people are on
1: Instagram right now, and there's a couple of people on TikTok, who the shit cares. Like, it it literally doesn't matter. But that's that's kind of thing that like Andrew and I, or Andrew specifically, on when we were on another podcast, we're talking about. They were like, "What's your what's your biggest advice for like starting a podcast?" Right, and that's a question we get all the time. Andrew's like. Look at the podcast as a networking and just like growth tool mm. rather than like a, a thing that's gonna is another media platform like right. TikTok or Instagram. Right. Like look at it as a time where we could genuinely connect and have a great conversation. Like you the three of us would be doing this over beers regardless. The fact that we can now record it. That's crazy. Is our conversation probably
2: wouldn't have been that different.
1: No. When I think about it. But that's it's it's much more focused. Like we're not yeah. we're not you know, drinking beers, watching like a, a a movie at the same time, or or wanting to get food, or or anything like we are here because we are here to have conversation. Yeah. And the conversation's only going to be enhanced because we got these damn headphones on. We got these mics. Where we we got all these different things on, uh. And it's it, it's just it enhances everything. And I think it, it, that's just what makes this medium so unique. And that's why I'll never care about how many people listen to right. download. Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't
2: yeah.
0: Love it. It doesn't matter. I'm going to finish it off with this last question. Let's hear it. Yeah. Hold on. I got to go to the bathroom. So No, look. We're going to finish the podcast off. The whole podcast in
3: general? Yes. Oh, shit. Okay. If if you allow me to interrupt, I think um, going back to the question that you asked me earlier, just to kind of round everything that we've talked about out, you asked me, like, what do I think the biggest impact of the coronavirus is going to be? Because in my opinion, we talked about the coronavirus. We've talked about your symptoms of the coronavirus. We've talked about the business implications from the coronavirus. And then we got on social media and then Tiger King. But (laughs) the interacting thing in all of this is like, how about the paradox in social media and the paradox in the way we've interacted and will continue to interact in the future? Like everyone already knows all the negatives of social media. And you brought up all the positives, and going forward now in this new, this new age, this new normal for all of us, social media is the most important thing we have right now, oh, and will we, and we'll, and will be going even, I think it's
2: social media and like social networking, like yep, and and sharing content, hundred
3: percent sharing this podcast.
2: People have to be entertained right now, and whether it's a thirty second TikTok clip or binge watching Tiger King, like you said, I mean, like it's the most important thing we have is. Like the mainstay of social connection, whether it's through our phones, webcams, or sharing a conversation over something we've all watched, I think there's just so many different ways, and I love that you kind of brought that up. That's a great, it's a great little round This is
1: really good,
0: good production. <laughs> a boy, and Jack, producer move on your end, Jack. That was just phenomenal. But and hey, the, the 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 whole thing that I've been toying around with, it starts with you sharing. At the end of the day, whether you're your mom or your brother, or your best friend. As long as they're sharing or they're capturing what's going on, there's value there. There's internal value. There's external value. There's a win-win situation. Jack, you did a great job of making my thoughts actually sound intelligent with that word paradox. I was like, damn. (laughs) It's a three-point word right It's a three-point word that wins and words with friends that I've been playing a ton lately. Um, I was going to ask the last question, what did you learn today? Absolutely. Because Jonah came in and he hammered home the average quality and what's in your back pocket. In our podcast, I believe it's like you know shooting out of a cannon here, 204? and and four. What his podcast that we did over the summer?
1: Oh yeah, probably in the in the two hundred. What are we on 200. now? This two is two fifty. Yeah, wow, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Not to make you a number, but you you at least have two so numbers to, just within the,
0: the multiple of numbers. I love it. Happy mm-hmm. to be a number. To uh, to finish the podcast off with this final question, Jonah, what you, what did you learn today from the moment that you woke up to when we're having this conversation?
2: I think that it's about a few. I learned a few things. One would be that it's okay to be having a good time right now. I think that, like, you've, in a way, it sounds like you almost were like backpedaling to feel guilty that you guys have had a great quarantine. I think that's an amazing thing that you've been able to figure that out. I think it's about finding a way to stay positive in a negative time, figuring out what you're looking forward to, whether it's something tomorrow in a week, three weeks, six weeks, a year, whatever it is, just figuring out something like that. And that I think the biggest thing I've learned today and throughout all of this is that it's, it's unprecedented times. No one has the answers yet. No one knows what three weeks from now holds, but I think we all can agree that we will get past this and whatever that looks like. And things will either return to normal or a new normal and everything will be all right. And that's, it's okay that we're going through this cause we're going through it together and it, everything will be okay. okay. That was really cliche, but it's almost like,
1: no, but I think dovetailing said, off that, yeah. like, and definitely need to be said. And I think like dovetailing off, like what I, what I have learned is, you know, they there this will come to an end. It's what you take from this time that will make you successful in the next part. Does that make sense? yeah like there's it's a negative time, it's an uncomfortable situation, but what can you learn? What can you grasp? what can you put in your back pocket to then excel and use when we're actually out of the situation? Boom what did you learn, Andrew?
0: I learned that uh Johnny to call you a friend and to get to know you from June or whatever, when we had the conversation to not having another interaction till January this year, when we're going to embrace North and stuff like that, like it's just a constant reminder that the back pocket has opened me up to people that I haven't, uh, that I would not be able to reach prior. And now that I have that opportunity, I love being able to sit down and just share each other's stories and learn from each other and, and just be an honest person. And that's when we all get to win together. I think it's, Killer that we all got to speak on this Corona thing from you actually having it to um, ways to handle it in your own community to talking about fucking social media to Tiger King and the way Jack phrased it was awesome. Uh, it's, It's just a really cool thing that we were able to share two hours together. And now uh, get to release it, and hopefully someone else can take something away
2: from yeah, it. I'm I'm always honored to be a part of it. Such a blast! Mm-hmm. God bless. More it. fun this time than the last time. Now that we're boys.
1: Well, I, I think it like for anyone listening, like it, I think it'd be absolutely hysterical to go back and listen to to. The I was so
2: much yeah. more tactical. Like you were so,
0: uh, I got interview. Was, yeah, it you, was you, an interview. You, like I, we, Dak and I looked at each other. He's like, he thought that was an interview the whole time.
2: Yeah, well, I did. I treated it as an interview because I didn't know either one of you. I'd heard about you guys. I was like, oh, this is. I treat everything with as legitimate as the next one so i was like yeah but now I'm, I'm here chilling with my boys yeah but like how cool is that like that
1: eight months in between like how much different things have happened how much we've grown together like and and how much of that makes an impact you know in, in every aspect i think i think that's just amazing. i love it all, all yeah. it. that's that's just life though man that's just life and uh hell of a fucking podcast man cheers god bless That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Take care, guys.
2: Gazer, you can see the look in her eye. She's a dream, Jason. She's made up her mind, made up watch her mind,
3: just watching out.